What's up, Sifters? It's Game Phase 50. Now we are in the heat of summer. I cannot believe we've almost done 60 episodes of this show. That's a lot. It's really crazy, man, to think about, but uh, also very proud of it. Proud to have done a show that's reached that many episodes at this point in the site's life. Summer's hot. Game's not so much. Not yet. It's about to, though. Give it a few days. Yeah. It's literally like I a hope. few days. Like, <laughs> literally within like a week, Yeah. the corner's going to turn, and then pretty much the rest of the year... We'll have great games to talk about. We have great games to talk about today too. Yeah. They're just smaller games. Smaller, are not yeah. They're not. Uh, they're not the the heavy hitters that we're waiting for. Yeah. Uh, one of the little news items that dropped this week that we're not going to dedicate a topic of the big six to is that actually maybe we should have is that the Vita has been hacked. Ooh. That's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. It opens it up to a lot of stuff, and it certainly raises the price of those memory cards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what did you say you saw them for? Uh, it was like 64 gig memory card for uh, the Vita on Amazon was used to be 29.99, and now last I looked, it was 110. It's probably more now. So MSRP. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I would suggest, yeah, they're kind of back up to what they cost <laughs> originally. Yeah. So if you find any, if you know where to get any of those, I would grab some of them and sell them, sell them back to the Vita, Vita faithful. Yeah, man, I don't know if you remember or not, but the PSP kind of got a second life yeah. after it had been pretty much been retired once they cracked that and had homebrew running on it because people were like, man, I can play every game ever pretty much on this thing now. And also memory card sales shot up. Mm -hmm. You're starting to see that already with the Vita. I mean, if you're Sony, is it smart to just let this happen at this point? Um, what else are you doing with it, really? I mean... Do they, I Lots mean, of games from Japan still coming, but yeah, but like they don't, you know, it's not like people wouldn't necessarily buy them anyway. Uh, I mean, obviously, this, Sony this can't come out homebrew. and say it's okay, but, right, but you just let the sleeping dog lie, so to speak. It's more of a homebrew kind of thing. Yeah, you know, I'm sure you know we might see some updates. To, did they still update the Vita? I, I have a. Vita. I haven't turned my Vita on. Yeah, I have a Vita, but I, I don't know where it is. It's, it's maybe somewhere. been a year since it's one I've of like four places, on. but I haven't looked for it. Yeah. Um, I would have to charge it again, I guess. But uh, I'll say one thing: yeah. I had not turned on my 3DS in months, and it was still fully charged. Oh yeah, Nintendo. It stuff does not leak charge. battery. That's I'll crazy. I'll tell you this: I because um, I started playing the Pokemon games again, and I needed a Pokemon, another DS to trade a Pokemon to get the evolution to happen for you, because know, some of them only evolve their final form after trade. Yeah. trade. And so I dug up my old DSi. I haven't used my DSi. I, I had a, I a bit. Turned on, had half a battery charge left. <laughs> I mean, I must have been. I'm, the last time I touched that thing must have been five, six years ago, minimum, and yeah. it still, still works. Yeah. Still works like off the shelf, covered in dust, boots right up. The thing with the Vita is that that screen, like I have the launch OLED screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a pretty awesome feature to be able to load an emulator on that thing and just play countless games on it with that quality of a display. Like it's very pretty if you don't have like you know, one of the ones that got that weird black. Uh, yeah, mine looks. Well, at least the last time I used it, it looked great. Mine, yeah, mine was fine. I didn't have any problems with it. It was a launch day one. System was way ahead of its time. It was uh, to its detriment. Yeah, uh, as uh, as Sega can tell you many stories about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it was also just, you know, Sony said like, we were, we were going to learn from the mistakes of the PSP and not just offer, like, you know, lesser versions of 
PlayStation console games on it, and then they proceeded to do exactly that. Well, at the end of the day, and, I would have appreciated just having those. Right. Because the PSP had a huge library. I have tons of PSP games. Like, they're all sitting on a shelf, and I have, like, mm-hmm. a bag full of the ROMs, like the UMD ROMs, because they wouldn't send you, like, the box copy of yeah. PSP games for review. You just get, like, a blank ROM with, like, the game name written in marker on it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I literally have a Ziploc about this big that's, like, this fat with UMDs. Mm-hmm. And then I also have probably, like, 30, 30 or maybe actually, like, 50, like, boxed PSP games. None of those have been touched or open for, like, ever. And I never loaded Homebrew. I never loaded Homebrew on anything, pretty much. But uh, I did on the Wii so I could... Um... Play so I could play uh, the European version of Xenoblade, ah. uh, and then I also used it to uh, uh, rip a couple of games that I owned to uh, to the USB so I could play them in Dolphin. Yeah, uh, including Xenoblade. Um, but like in terms of like doing the homebrew, I can do homebrew and pirate all this. I don't I don't do that just yeah. because you know I think we know too many developers. Yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. to do any of that. Yeah, so. I mean honestly, like it, the only reason I would use it would be like for Mame. Yeah, like really, really old games, and I have like Mame like, on my PC. It's like I also don't feel, like there's. I have so many retro collections, like legitimately, yeah. that I, there aren't really too many game arcade old arcade games. I feel like oh, I wish I could play whatever. You know, like it's just not enough for me to go through the trouble of doing that. You yeah, know? Like, I've played all those games so many times anyway. Like a lot of times yeah. when I go to play them, I play them for literally like five minutes and stop. Yeah, I've done that before. I've gone to like I'll die once. And like I'll you have quit. like those big retro like. You know, arcade you know celebration. We just did yeah. one up in uh, up in uh, San Jose, I think. And like, I've been to a couple of those, and I'm like, oh wow! Like, I think the last time was uh, I went to one because I was really hankering for whatever reason after the success of Avengers, and so I wanted to play Data East, Captain America, and the Avengers. Yeah. And there was never a good home version of that. So finally, I found uh, it was an arcade one at one of these like little retro places, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, I'm gonna put it in Avengers Assemble." And, like, I didn't even finish the quarter. Yeah, like I was, uh, I was like, "Yep, that's Avengers." You know, yeah. I sort of walked away. And, like, anyone else want this? Like, you know, they're not yeah. the most arresting games. Yeah, ever. I don't find myself going back and playing retro games all that often. Mm-hmm. I would say probably the majority of them that I would play would be Nintendo games or JRPGs. Yeah, I have a lot of they're virtual kind of console the games stuff. that really hold up. And I also, I, they did like one of those bundle stars bundles for the the Sega the Sega like Mega Drive uh, collection on Steam. It was like ten dollars for like twenty or right. something. And I got a bunch of those. You can use like Steam Workshop to like download uh, mods that like make you invincible and like Shining Force and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. They call they call them chill versions. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play through Shining Force too, like not having to think about anything. That's great, yeah. you know. I don't have time to strategize. Anymore. I think about a lot of games. I'd like to have that for they have, some they, goblins they, and one of them. They have those for Final Fantasy or uh, Fantasy Star. The Fantasy Star is on that, and like a couple and the Shinobis, and like you just like yeah. put it in, like you're basically invincible, and you just sort of walk through the game. And and for someone like me who like just sort of wants to re-experience it, like it's kind of a cool way to do it because it's like yeah. oh, like like do I really want to like throw myself against the challenge of Avengers Shinobi no I just kind of want to see the stages again yeah. and hear the music and fight the bosses really want to grind through like a yeah. JRPG or whatever yeah and that's fun yeah it's nice that they open that up to Steam Workshop for that um, those are all really good you know the Genesis games have had a, a history of very spotty emulation in those collections going all the way back to the Dreamcast where they released that collection right. that yeah, had all the sound collection. was wrong yeah. and that one that they're starting to push now to re-release to compete against the little miniature NES like that's the same thing that has the terrible emulation 
so don't buy that one. Which actually um, has been out for like a long time. Yeah, it's been. They're just like repositioning years. it now right. that the mini NES is coming. But it's terrible. Don't buy it. Just get the get them on uh, on Steam. Get the that yeah. collection on Steam is really good emulation. Yeah. So. Maybe it'll give a second life to the Vita. I doubt, no matter how popular the hardware becomes, if it sells out, I don't think we're like a developer suddenly would be like, well, hey, maybe now I'll make a game for this thing. Like, I don't see that happening. Maybe oh, in no. Japan, but Japan's still supporting yeah. the crap I mean, out of that thing. You might get like some kind of like fan group, you know, like like how like what was it? A new Dreamcast game was just released right, like, a, yeah. a few years ago, or like there's uh, like new Atari Twenty Six Hundred games coming out yeah. once in a while. There was, like, there was some other um, like it was a Super Nintendo game came out yeah. like recently, you know. Yeah. I'm sure a scene like that will still exist, but like, I can't see Sony really. Letting, you know, they didn't. When was the last time they mentioned it? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was so funny. I was looking through an old E3 press conference, uh, one of Sony's old E3 press conferences, and man, like their handhelds used to be just featured like crazy. Like they used to just have like huge sections of their press conferences for for the PSP and for the Vita for the first couple years. Obviously, this year. There was no Vita presence whatsoever at this press conference. Hell, for that matter, they didn't really talk about the PlayStation 4. They just showed games, which I'm totally cool with. But, uh, yeah, it's been a changing of the guard for Sony. I don't see Sony getting back into the handheld game in any way, shape, or form. I think it's done. I don't even think Sony does it even make mobile phones anymore. Um, I haven't checked I don't think recently. that it... Ericsson? Like, I don't, yeah, so, I, don't, I don't know if they still know. make phones even, so... I don't know. I mean, no one can say they didn't try... Yeah, uh, but just people weren't interested. I mean, the, the 3DS sold a lot less than the DS as well. I mean, yeah, it's it just did. it's a hard market out there. Nintendo won. Yep. Um, probably because they were one cheaper. One. Well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about the NX later on in the show, so we won't get too much into that. But with that, let's get to the big six. All right, so by now, if you've been on Sifted, you've probably seen my game eval for Batman The Telltale Series, Batman A Telltale Series. They seem to be switching the title of that game all around. Mm. I'm assuming they settled on it now, but... So everybody kind of knows my opinion on the game, but Matt, you are a huge Batman fan. Full disclosure, I'm a moderate Batman fan. I know mm. more about Batman than, like, my mom or my wife. I know far less about Batman than you do, so I'm very interested to hear your take on the game. Um, well, interesting. Episode one, anyway. Episode one, yeah. It's interesting. Um, it's yet another retelling of the year one story, more or less. You know, Harvey Dent is not Two-Face yet. Catwoman and Batman don't know each other, really. Batman is still very early on. He's not friends with the police. Jim Gordon is still a lieutenant, etc., etc. Uh, but they th- they're throwing enough... Um, weirdness in there, like a, a little like alterations to it that uh, I think it's they're trying to keep it fresh by sort of involving like there's a, there's a were, the, were Thomas and Martha Wayne, uh, Batman's parents part of the mob going on and like early on it looks like a frame up but then maybe it's not and, and you have to decide whether or not to side with Gordon or Vicky Vale at one point and so you can kind of, and like there's a lot of choices that I think are interesting in that you're, you're allowed to choose how brutal Batman is going to be uh, to the crooks and to the people he's he's interrogating or beating up or what have you, um, and I think that's interesting because like normally you can't you know you can't kill anybody because Batman doesn't kill people unless he's in a Zack Snyder movie, but like overall like the fact that you can kind of choose like how the myth of Batman is established in terms of is he like playing by the rules and the cops will notice that he's being nonviolent 
or is he like breaking arms and sending people to the hospital? Like the you know the the public will notice it. Like oh, he's a violent monster, and maybe he's you know you know not any better than the people he's uh, he's beating up. Um, uh, so like there's that. There, although I think there's a bug. How there. much do you think that's going to play out? Because a lot of times when I'm playing Telltale, I sit there Telltale games. I sit there and I ponder decisions. Sometimes you can't because I have like a timer mm-hmm. or whatever, but. Like, there's one major decision. I'm sure you finish the game, so, you yeah. know, they do give you all the time in the world to sit there. And I sat there for, like, five minutes thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I do, like, ponder the decisions probably longer than I should, but then it feels like at the end of the day, like, it really doesn't matter all that much to, like, the overall outcome of the game. Now, there were some decisions I made in conversations where you kind of did see a trickle-down effect. Like, there mm-hmm. was one decision I made, and then in the next scene... I was walking, and there was a newspaper laying on the ground, and I picked up the newspaper, and the headline basically said, oh my gosh, we can't believe Batman did this, and it was a decision that I had made prior in the game, but it didn't seem like it went Mm. too much farther beyond that. Well, I think if if they are really going to follow this, like, disgrace of the Wayne family thread, like, further through more episodes, I feel like what the stuff like that that you do is going to become more and more... um, Prominent, and I think like maybe you're gonna have to work harder to clear some name, clear your name, or or get you know if you if you were breaking because like the other thing is like I think there's a bug in there somewhere where um, there's a thug you can um, uh, interrogate and you have the option to break his arm or not. Right. And um, in the scene after, and I got I did not I did not break his arm. Neither did and, I. And the cops like looked you know the cops like it was like a, the cops noticed your nonviolent approach or whatever. And then in the scene afterward, Alfred is yelling at me for how badly I beat this guy up and sent him no, to the, the hospital. Same thing happened and to me. Same and I'm like that. I don't know if that was like just Alfred yeah, says that no matter what. Yeah, happened to me too. He's like you beat him within like whatever his, of his I'm like, life. No, I didn't. Yeah. I hung him up upside down and I wiggled his shoulder a little bit. Like, yeah. What was the like, was he, like, same exact thing happened to me? So I think that's a I think that's a mistake. I think that's which a, version did, version did you play? PC. So did I. So the, everyone's complaining about the PC version. Like there's mm-hmm. the Steam reviews are terrible. They've did gone you... back up to mostly positive now. Oh really? The, the patch that went up last yesterday or the day before, like apparently fixed. Because I played it last night, took me two hours. Oh okay. Very fast, and I didn't have any of the bugs or performance problems that people were talking about in those reviews. So you played post patch. Um, I played post patch. Okay. Um, the only thing that was left was that Alfred scene, and um, the codex uh, does not scroll down. No. It, you, if you scroll at the end of the game, it adds information to like what you found out about all the different characters and stuff. And if you try to scroll down in the codex, it cuts off the bottom of the text. Gotcha. Now so, I played pre patch. I honestly didn't have. Hardly any issues. The game did crash to the main title screen twice, mm-hmm. but it's very easy to load back up. And it was hard to set the resolution of the game on PC. Like, I would set it to 1080p, I would leave the screen, and it would jump back to, like, some goofy resolution. I guess they were having a problem with, like, onboard graphics chips, but mm. I don't even have one of those. I hand built my PC, so yeah, that I don't was, that think was that more was... of a no. That was more of a gaming laptop thing. I think. Oh. I think the problem, from what I read, because uh, you know, games, gaming laptops have like usually have an integrated graphics, you know, GPU right. in there, yeah. and then a lot of people add their own card. Uh, okay. And I guess there was no way to tell the game to use your card and not the onboard graphics yeah. processor. But so, all the which, problems... which means you're going to not be able to run it very. Right, well, right, um, but I guess they. I added mean, this a bunch game's of kind of a resource hog. It is, and even on. I mean, I'm, I'm working with. Pretty man, I'm working with dual Titan X's, 
and this thing chugged a couple of times. Really? Like in, mostly so in I don't scene feel transitions. So bad now. But I mean, mostly in scene transitions. During like, mo- like gameplay like this, it was fine. But every once in a while, it would start a scene like with the pan, and it would just jutter. It, it would jutter down to like 15 frames a second. And I'm yeah, like, that happened to me. I'm like, bro, no excuse for this. I well, that's the other thing is like, I find it very strange. That after all these years, this is all Telltale does. This, I know. This adventure-style game where it's all story-based, it's all dialogue-based, it's all people talking to each other with, with inter- intermittent action scenes. How in the world do these characters still walk like PS1 characters? I know, yeah. How in the world does, like, do they still look like dead-eyed mannequins? How in the world is, like... They're sitting like people are and standing around. It looks around. way better oh, than yeah. like the last Telltale game. But they're standing game. around at a party, and in the background of, of Harvey giving the speech in the early like the the, the, the fundraiser at the at yeah. Wayne Manor, like you can see up behind him, there's two guys standing behind him. They are identical models. Yeah. It's just one of them is black. Yeah. And it's like they, otherwise they are identical human beings in in the same suit with I think different colored ties. And I'm like how? And then like later there's a scene in front of like a they're breaking ground on a thing and there's like this big you know it's like that big billboard is like which lists all the the things they're gonna do. There's at least three typos on that billboard. Yeah. And I'm like how do you how does this go? Like, how do you not part, better at this? By I now? think part of it, Matt, might be that Telltale went through like a meteoric rise. Mm-hmm. And anytime you do that, the people who are at the company that were a part of that rise, it's very hard to let them go. And I, you know, this is just a total guess on my part. I'm wondering if it just might be that some of the people who have been at Telltale for a long time and maybe built this engine at the beginning are still there and they're just not that good. Mm. And maybe they're in this awkward position of, you know, we'd really like to bring somebody in to build us a new engine, but we have this guy who's worked with us from the beginning and helped us become what we are. I don't know. Otherwise, I have no explanation for it. I mean, it's not like Telltale is an overnight sensation. It's been bringing in huge amounts of revenue now for seven, eight years. Like, there's been plenty of time. And you can see the changes. Like, for instance, just like the distance blur in these shots we're seeing right now. Like, that's something that wasn't in Telltale games. There's lots of, like, Mm. bump mapping and shaders and stuff in the game that wasn't there before. But you're right, when it gets down to, like, the nitty-gritty stuff, like, its engine just mm-hmm. still isn't there. And obviously, both of us still had performance issues, so. Yeah, and, and also, it's, it's like, are they major, like, game-ruining things? No, but when you're dealing with, like, a game that is all about presentation like this, It's notice. all about the face. I mean, yeah. the faces are what matter the most. And, you know, there's a little bit of flappy jaw going on, like, the, you know, the voiceover doesn't match the face, facial animation mm-hmm. all that well. Here's what really surprised me about this game, though, Matt is the build-up, you know, all the marketing and everything. And even Telltale's own quote said, this is a game about Bruce Wayne, not Batman. And then I play it, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it seemed like it was pretty much split right down the middle. Like, yeah. half of it was as Batman, the other half was as Bruce Wayne. There is definitely a lot more Bruce Wayne in this than most Batman oh, for sure, stories for or sure. Batman yeah, games. Yeah. Like, and I find that kind of interesting. Like, Batman, Bruce Wayne as a character is interesting because there's, you know, there's always a tendency these days... To uh, treat Bruce Wayne as the mask. Yeah. To treat Bruce Bruce Wayne is the person Batman pretends to be when he has to be normal. You yeah. know, and in this in this take on it, it really feels more like Batman is who Bruce Wayne becomes to be his quote unquote best self. Um, although Alfred doesn't necessarily agree with that, but like the character, there's not a, nearly as much of a split between who Batman is and who. Uh, Bruce Wayne is to the point that he even does the thing that which which um, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman does too. He has the mechanical voice changer right. that you see visually, visually see him turn on in, right. his, in his cowl, 
and then he become he gets in character, right. you know. So there's there's a much more much more of a Bruce Wayne in the, almost more than I've seen maybe since the Adam West Batman in terms of mass media pre- pre- presentation. Yeah. Where like you really feel like this Bruce Wayne and you are getting to mold who he is to some degree. Yeah. Um you're kind of getting to determine who Bruce Wayne is and how he plays Batman and possibly later in the series whether Batman takes him over or not. That would be an int- that's an interesting narrative arc because you can't really tell that story in a in a comic medium so much because you don't have the choice that the reader can or the player can make. Right. Um Whereas in this, you could explore that a little bit, and sort of, you know, the end point of this series could potentially end. You could end up with a very different Bruce Wayne Batman persona balance, and that would be an interesting thing to explore as a Batman fan. To me, as a Batman fan, because um, that's not something they. It's something that's been a theme in a lot of the works, but it's not something that you've been actively able to influence and see develop in front of your eyes like that. And I think they're doing a pretty good job of that. And Troy Baker's doing a very good Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, I think. The trailer did him kind of a disservice uh, as a as a holistic performance in this episode. I think he was very good. How do you feel? One thing I was really impressed with as well about this game was how they did manage to kind of get all of Batman's tenets in there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's the detective stuff, there's the fighting stuff, which I thought was going to be a total disaster. I'd still mm. rather control the action myself, right. but but it was pretty good. Yeah, like I felt like especially for Telltale, like Telltale. Is hit or miss with action, but I really felt like I was in it a couple times in some of these fights. Yeah, I mean, I you know definitely ratcheted up my heart rate whenever they would happen, mm-hmm. and you know I felt like the the quick time prompts that made sense with what was going on on screen yeah. and were intuitive. Um, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's you know anytime you have a first episode of any game like this, I feel like you're you're kind of behind the eight ball in the first episode anyway because mm-hmm. you have to introduce the characters and the plot. I was a little disappointed to see that somebody figured out who Bruce Wayne was in the very first episode of this. I thought maybe that was a little early for that. But I'd also, at the same time, I felt like it immediately added this extra layer of tension onto mm-hmm. the game as well. And I started thinking about this person, like, how is this going to affect the relationship on down the road and things like that. So the story, I felt like, was a little limp, but also kind of it necessarily needs to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I don't know. A couple of weird little... I mean, I'm interested to see what they do with it. As a Batman fan, I think it's interesting that Harvey Dent is so big. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, Harvey yeah. Dent is like 6'6". Six, six yeah, in what's up game. with that? I mean, he's huge. And I was like, wow, he, like Bruce could get in him and drive him like a mech. Yeah. Like, it's like... <laughs> like, it's, it's really like... He's a large man in this game, so Two-Face is clearly going to be a very imposing figure. Yeah. Um, and uh, Oswald Cobblepot. Tall, skinny dude. Yeah. Um, not you know the penguin. That's not who you think of the penguin as. So I guess they're going a little Gotham, the TV yeah. series with this one, um, which was and, you know, and, and that's an interesting take on the penguin too. I don't. I'm, I'm not a huge penguin scholar, so I don't know if that's like based on anything, especially recently because I haven't kept up with DC in the New Fifty Two era so I don't much. Think anyone has? Yeah. Well, that's part <laughs> of the problem, isn't it? Um, but I thought that was okay. This could be. This could go some interesting places. With you know, there's a lot of the interesting thing about this game to me is that they're they're trying to really strike at Bruce Wayne more than Batman. Even if people don't know he's Batman, yeah. there's a lot of work being done to try to tear Bruce Wayne down as a do-gooder and a kingmaker on his own terms. And how that is going to impact his ability to perform as Batman. Because Batman's got to protect Bruce Wayne, too. Right, right. And, like, I think they're handling that kind of dual identity thing very well so far. I, I mean, 
it's a tough balance, and Bruce Wayne can be the most boring part of a Batman story. Sure. Without any question, but I don't feel that Bruce Wayne stuff is boring in this. But I also like how this game kind of calls his, and I don't want to spoil anything, because there's a lot of people who haven't played it. A lot of people wait till all these are out. I normally do, too, but we were going to talk about it, so yeah. I wanted to get in on it. And I was surprised how his heritage is mm-hmm. called into question in this game. Yeah, there's definitely, um, I've never, I mean, you, you see, there's like little, like, you know, skeletons in the closet that have popped up about Thomas Wayne and whatever here and there, but usually yeah. it turns out that it's like, oh, it looked bad, but it was actually, a, but in this one, it looks like they might be, might be. They're steering it that way. Yeah, they, they, they might be besmirching the Waynes a little bit here, right. and who knows how he's going to deal with, the, you know, it's, uh, how far they take that is going to be fascinating, and like, you know, like you said, there's that one, there's one decision in this you make that can haunt you in the newspaper and in the, and like, I really regretted make doing that. So do I. Cause, cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like, I thought I could get away with it because so of the circumstances, I. but yeah. in the in the end, you're like, oh yeah, no one's gonna ever buy that. Well, that that's happens. the th- that's the one thing I would say about Telltale's games is like when you go to make a decision, you think out the logic of it and what could be all the possible outcomes, and then I feel like a lot of times the game just kind of ignores what a typical person would think about and kind of try to formulate in their mind and just throw something out of nowhere where it seems like the decision that you made. Like, it didn't really matter. They were going to screw you no matter what. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost like the decisions that you make aren't actually really directly related to what the outcome is. Because right. there's no way you can guess what's going to happen next. Like, what they end up doing is like, well, there's no way I could have guessed that that was going to happen. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a cop-out in some ways. Well, that's but, life. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I'm also, as also and the, my other Batman fan take on it is that I'm interested to see how the Two-Face thing unfolds. Yeah. Because so they're such allies. Because well, yeah, that's because we. I don't think we've ever seen uh, a relation. The relationship between Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent portrayed with quite this much attention. Yeah, reverence um, really for each other. And uh, like they really do seem like friends in this. Where they they yeah. have been allies. There's been there's been ones where Batman and and Two Face were allies or yeah. Harvey Dent were allies before the the Two Face incident. And um, like I feel like if they play their cards right on this, like the Two Face situation is going to have some real weight to it. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for. I mean, it it wasn't like phenomenal, but like it felt like they're laying the foundation of something that could be could get there. Yeah. Um, and so I'm much more positive about it after playing it than I expected to be. I would say. Also weird the pricing for this thing. So I'm working on the game eval, and I'm going on Steam, and like on Steam, all I could find was twenty five dollars. You have mm-hmm. to buy the whole series at once. I went on PSN, went and looked on Xbox Live. I could not find the ability to buy the episode separately. And then, separate episode? And then somebody on Sifted replied and said, oh, no, you can buy uh, the episode separately on PSN for 6 bucks." Hmm. which I don't know if maybe it went live after I had done my game know. event. I, did, I, I didn't see that. that option on Steam, at least. And even it's not on Steam still. You have to buy okay. the whole because even through that, all through the thing, bucks. I was like, it keeps telling me like, buy the season pass. I'm like, I already did. Like, I didn't yeah. have a choice, frankly. Right. So, um, yeah, but yeah. So yeah, normally I would wait. No, I mean, for almost every Telltale game in recent years, I wait. I wait till the whole thing is out, and then I wait till it's like seven bucks on a Steam sale, and that's how I do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one I didn't wait because we're going to talk Batman, about it. Right? It's also Batman. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's in, you know. It's worth talking about, I guess. Yeah. Um, I I'm, and I'm not, I'm not sorry I bought it right now. I mean, if, if they continue their momentum, it's going to be a great Batman story. Yeah. So, uh... I think it was a good start. An auspicious start. I, I, think. I would still say wait until we know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're used to buying these 
games, these Telltale games, you know, all at once after they've been out for a while and you can just play one episode to another. Because it does suck to play an episode and then wait two or three mm-hmm. months. And there is a cliffhanger in this. That of course. They, they're always well, they got to get you to buy the next one even though you already bought the season pass. So it, Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I understand why people do that. Also, you can end up saving money a lot of times if you wait as well. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it's a big it's a big deal. This is probably yeah. the most high profile telltale game yet. Um yeah, probably at least since uh, Back to the Future, I would say, yeah. Yeah, I mean I mean Back to the Future is sort of what put them on the map in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um but this is uh it's it's very telling, I think, that <laughs> D- DC was willing to trust them with the property in this different continuity, this different direction as so yeah. as much as they have um Especially because there's been a lot of, uh, you know, Batman has been a very tightly controlled property for many years in the in the Nolan trilogy era, and loosening up a bit is nice. And I I, I even like that you know the logo at the beginning as as the bat the bat symbol assembles and it uses uh, screenshots of comics from like starting from his first appearance all the way up to yeah. now. And it's like you can it resets that tone of like okay this is sort of we're going to distill all these stories and all these characters and all this history down into what we think is our take on the Batman. Yeah. And uh, so far, I can, I can definitely see that happening. Yep. This is, this is a, if they follow through on what they've set up in this, uh, I could see myself playing like more series of these. Yep. If they decide to continue. So I think we're both in agreement. But still wait until it's all out. Because, so, you know, this stuff can make a left turn real fast. Oh, it can. I mean, uh, Minecraft story mode is a uh, perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. First episode, everyone was all over it, and then just every successive episode after that, people just liked it less and less. So, mm. yeah. you think Telltale like plans for like the the bulk of their audience to buy it after it's all out? Maybe. D- or do they? Do does the bulk of the audience? Buy I don't it know. I've never like seen a, the numbers. Know, like because Telltale is pretty much all digital. Right. There's no way to know. I mean, hmm. maybe eventually now that they're starting to use digital data for MPD, we might get an idea yeah. of how that stuff does. But I'd be interested to know that. Yeah. I mean, there's really no way for us to know. I mean, I think there's like Steam Spy or whatever, so maybe mm-hmm. you could get a look on there and you maybe kind of like keep track of it over the course of the release yeah. schedule. Yeah. I'm, I'm not that interested. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about Lawbreakers. So I've been in the limited closed alpha for ever since E3, actually. I got the invite at E3. Um, and basically what they've been doing with Lawbreakers, and for those of you who don't know, Lawbreakers is a character-driven arena shooter from Cliff Blazinski. And everybody knows Cliff has a history in that genre. Obviously, he went on to work um, at Epic Unreal, with Gears and, and everything Gears else. And everything and he started his own little studio called Boss Key. Uh, one of my friends and someone, maybe people who are watching this know, Rohan Rivas, who used to be the producer of Pactor Factor, who actually asked a question in Pactor Factor this week, which yeah, was, I saw that. was interesting. Uh, he's working there. He's like kind of their community manager slash media guy. Um, so I have a little bit of a personal connection uh, to the game and to the studio. And what they've been doing is every Saturday, uh, the alpha opens up. It's not something you can play like... 24-7 every day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's just on Saturdays for like a handful of hours, which is, you have an invite and you haven't got to play Yeah, I, I just haven't had a Saturday where I can It do is that, hard I to I set didn't even know that until, I, I, I just haven't looked at it. It's hard to set aside time just to play like one game. Yeah. And it's, it's a little weird. Like sometimes you get on and there aren't a lot of people on there because when, if you get on right whenever the alpha starts, like there's tons of people and then throughout the course of the day people fall off and so it can take a little longer to get games and whatnot. So, 
I've now done two different sessions with, uh, with Lawbreakers, and uh, the other thing they do with the Alpha is that they'll introduce a different mode every week. Or not, not every week, but pretty much every week. There's like a new mode, or they've updated the game, and there's new features. And so I've played it, I don't know, probably a grand total of five, six hours, something like that. And uh, you're seeing it right now. The first thing that comes to mind is the speed. The game mm. is lightning fast, but that's also become my problem. So <laughs> one thing I've discovered over since E3 is that I have become terrible at playing first-person shooters with a mouse and keyboard. And this is coming from somebody who grew up playing first-person shooters with a mouse and keyboard. I've spent thou- literally thousands of hours playing first-person shooters on PC with the mouse and keyboard, and I am just terrible at it now. Huh. Like, I just, I can't do it. I admit that's why I bought PS4 version of uh, Overwatch. Is I'm like, I don't know if I can relearn how to play well with a mouse and keyboard again. And when you're playing this game, you're playing against Cliff <laughs> and Rohan and the team at Boss Key and all their testers, and they are just merciless. They... And we've, I think we've talked about this on the show before. Like, when you get into, like, a review event or an alpha or a beta, usually just an alpha, and you're playing against, like, the development team, and whether they should, like, take it easy on you a little bit. And, I mean, it's, they're just ruthless in mm-hmm. this game. And the game is really hard to learn. There is so much to the game. The modes are... The one thing I do really like about the game is the modes... Uh, there's one mode where, like, basically, it's a ca- they're all mostly capture and hold variants. But there's one where there's, like, a battery. And, like, as you hold the battery, the battery charges up. But the thing is, is, like, when the other team steals it, the battery doesn't reset. Mm. If they get it and get it back to their base, and if you've held it for 90% of the time, they get it back there, they only have to hold it for another 10%, 10% to win the round. So it's really intense, man. Like, it, it really, you dig in on defense because you don't want to lose that battery... And vice versa. So I do like the modes in the game. But the game is so complicated to play. It's like you can shoot backwards in this game, Matt. Like hmm. while you're running forwards, you can shoot backwards. There's like um, anti-gravity sections of the game where there's these like domes that basically turn into zero G. And then it turns into this almost like a tribes game. Hmm. But I had, I've had and am having the biggest problems learning the, the controls in this game. Now, you can use a controller, but there aren't enough buttons on a controller for this game. There's just two... See, so here you're seeing the zero-G portion of this map mm. right now. There's, like, that... You can see, like, kind of the aura around this area or whatever. So you can, like, fly up into the air. And learning the controls for this... And again, because I've, I'm completely out of practice with the mouse and keyboard, I'm just getting annihilated, dude. Like, it's not even, like, fun. And then... So I play at my, on my rig at home, and that's like my good rig. That's got GTX 980 in it. It's pretty beefy. It's loaded up. The PC I have here has a GTX 770 in it. And look, a 70, 770 isn't a slouch still. Like, it's still a pretty freaking good graphics card. And this thing, I can't get it to run over like 10 frames a second on hmm. a GTX 770. I even put it down to, like... I had basically put it down to its lowest settings to play it here on the 770. And it looked like a PlayStation 1 game at that point by the time (laughs) I cranked it down. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, it looked that bad. So this game is really demanding on a rig. Like, you need a good rig and a recent video card or you're going to have problems playing the game. So, my other problem with this game 
It's a character-driven shooter. And look, we're all familiar with those at this point. Obviously, Overwatch is the gold standard right now. Um, then there's Battleborn, which we just found out today from 2K's financial report. It is officially a total flop, and it hmm. crushed 2K's financials. The characters in this game are... I can't remember any of them. Any of them. Like, they all... I mean, just watch this. Like, watching this game, can you tell the difference between one character and another you're shooting? Not really. You can't. They all look the same. And this is where... This is where you see Overwatch's brilliance. It's like every character yeah, in that game... You can, you can tell who is who. You can see him from 10 yards yeah. away, or you can see him from 300 yards away, and you immediately know who that character is. And you know what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, and you know how to approach them. In this game, they just all blend together. And, you know, if you're trying to build a game that you want to sort of penetrate pop culture... <laughs> Defensor. Yeah, where you, that you want to penetrate culture and, and, and sort of transcend games. So people are cosplaying as these characters and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. No one's going to cosplay as characters from this game. And if you're trying to build a character-driven game, like to me, like that's a huge misstep. And I'm not saying like their artist isn't good or whatever. Like I don't know why it ended up this way. I don't know if it was direction from Cliff or whatever, but every character in the game is just completely nondescript and unmemorable. Now, when you play as the characters, you definitely feel the difference. And, you know, some characters are really fast and they're really good with swords. Some have rocket launchers and they're good from a distance and have, like, a wide splash damage with their weapons. Definitely, as far as playing the game, you can feel the difference between having, you know, using one character or another. But when it comes down to playing against that team and trying to figure out who's who and what abilities they have, it's really, really hard to tell. And there are some, and again, going back to what I was saying about how good the people are that are playing this game, like the developers and whatnot, like, there are some people that will just run up to you and just go, whoosh, 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 bing, and you're just dead. And you're just like, what happened? Like, how did this little skinny female character just kill this, like, dude that's seven feet tall in, like, a second? And, like, learning the ins and outs of that, obviously, you pick that up over time. But I just don't feel like the game is user-friendly. I feel like it lacks a character, and it's a character-driven shooter. So, I don't know, man. I'm really starting to wonder about this game. Like, I can see brilliance in parts of it. Like, I like the whole concept of the game. I like the base core tenets of the gameplay. It just it doesn't catch you. It doesn't capture you. It doesn't have that secret sauce in it. it. You can tell it's been made by veterans who have worked on a bunch of other games. It's a pretty game. It runs like Grease Lightning. It's just lacking that special sauce. And again, it is, it's pre-alpha. Yeah, it's got a ways to go. It's got a long ways to go. Which is why it's good to probably offer feedback like this on the game. And it, look, it's not even too late for them to rework their character models. They already have the functionality. That's the hard part. I think they, is this game balanced? Does this weapon overpower everything mm. else in the game. That, that part's done and pretty solid. It's the cosmetics of the mm. game that, to me, are kind of its biggest issue. I think they need to work on this on the silhouettes, basically. Like, the, the, the characters need to be identifiable by silhouette better. Like, there's too much kind of the Unreal Tournament, like, battle armor look happening here. And some of that, I mean, some people are just playing duplicates of the characters, which is also going to be an issue. But, like... Um, yeah, I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference between like this character and like the lab coat character, but like I don't know who that is there. Right. See who is shooting at there, right there. Like, 
The next guy, after this is over, the next guy he shoots at, you won't be able to tell the difference between the guy you just saw and the next guy. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's a huge, huge deal. And if you're looking at like marketing and merchandising and things like that, I mean, nondescript dude in a trench mm -hmm. coat, like, yeah, that's going to be huge. Like, there's just no, there's no character in this character-driven game. I guess is what I'm getting at. I mean, it's better, it's better than Battleborn in that regard. But, I don't uh, think it is though, Matt. I think in Battleborn. I can tell that I don't like the characters. I think the art's really goofy. well. Some of them, I mean, like the really the giant guy with the tiny head. I know him from a long distance, and like there's the guy with multiple arms and stuff. So the mushroom guy. Yeah. I don't know. I think Battleborn. I don't think the art's better. I think the art's really no. crappy in Battleborn. But when I'm facing off against somebody, I know who the hell it is. I know what their powers are. I know what their abilities are. And I know what to look out for. I know when to jump in and attack. In Lawbreakers, it's just. Everyone's got a gun, mm. a real gun. Like I, I don't know, man. Well, they've got a lot. They've got a while, and I think you know, as long as they're open to that. I mean, feedback. look, they've been working on this game for two years now, by the way. Mm. But this kind of that kind of character thing is a fairly new, and b really hard to nail. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, hopefully, they're willing to, to listen to feedback on this. I don't know if you're the only one who thinks so, but um, most people aren't even talking about this game, like. Podcasts, whatever. Like, this alpha's been going on since E3. Everyone's been playing it since E3, and no one's really reported on it. And to me, I mean, obviously it's not the biggest game, but it is Cliff Blazinski's new game. And it has been a really slow last couple of months. Like, there's been plenty of opportunities for someone to talk about this, and I just wonder if it's because people just don't have a really strong opinion on the game. Maybe. It's just kind of there. And now you see, you know, today they showed Quake Champions for the first time. You know, that's mm -hmm. going to be competition for this game. Overwatch is going to be competition for this game. 15 million people playing Overwatch now, they announced today. Going to continue, too. So trying to, it, and it is, and try, and it's going to become this big esports thing, and mm -hmm. it's like, it, I almost wonder if it's too late for Lawbreakers. I wouldn't want to be competing in that genre right now. And I mean, in its current state, the way it looks now, to me, it is way too late. Because how can you pull people away from Blizzard's game with, the way Lawbreakers looks right now. Mm -hmm. And it is going to be a little cheaper. I think Cliff said it's going to be $30, if I remember correctly. At first, I think it was going to be free to play. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of went back on that and said, no, you know, I don't like the connotations that come along with free-to-play games, and I get that. You but know, I mean, it's a lot so of people just hate free-to-play. Overwatch because. is so based around the characters, and, and the fandom is so devoted to the characters and, like, the lore that goes around them, and, like... They, they, everybody like, you know, freaks out and and you know, huge explosions on Twitter and Tumblr when like new lines for them go up or like, new little like dialogue interactions like during matches and like, like it's what the fandom lives for. It's oh yeah, it's, it's what they love and like the the Olymp you know, I thought the Olympics like DLC thing they put up was so ridiculous, but everybody loved it. Like everybody, yeah. even the, the blatantly ripped off Rocket League. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and, like and, and it's just like. Well, as long as they keep feeding content to that user base, I don't. You know, it's almost a World of Warcraft situation. It's like, what are you gonna? Do? You're not gonna pull people away from that by doing the same thing, but not as good. I mean, and the other part of it too is that it's only a PC game. As of right now, Lawbreakers is not mm -hmm. announced for any console. It's only, and again, that's probably a, a product of them being a smaller team mm -hmm. and not having the resources to. That is a tough market to crack. I mean, Quake Champions. That's really mm -hmm. what I gotta say. I mean, that game probably will be coming out around the same time as Lawbreakers if they stick to the schedule they're on right now. And uh, and Overwatch obviously is already on PC, so mm -hmm. I just I feel bad for them in a little in in some ways because this game was started and you know Overwatch. 
I don't even know if it was announced at that point. I think Overwatch was announced like a couple weeks after I started working on Sifted in earnest, or maybe it was a couple weeks after Sifted launched. I think it was a couple weeks after launch. Yeah, I think maybe the first trade had been announced, people knew about it, but the first we trailer hit. Yeah. yeah, and see, the other thing that uh, Overwatch did was develop the characters yeah. and make you care about the characters. They put out all of that first cinema. They showed like the whole team, and when I was watching, I didn't even know what was going on. Now, in hindsight, knowing all those characters and thinking about that very first cinematic trailer, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, Blizzard knew, was mm. on it right out of the gate. It's like, we need to make people care yeah. about these characters. you got to make people want to play as them. Yeah. And what you're seeing with Lawbreakers is they're doing character profiles. But mm-hmm. it's not like, they're not cinematic. Right. They probably don't have the budget to pay some CG house to go out and create CG for all their characters. Mm-hmm. So they're just doing like character profile videos where they show off like their attacks right. and their abilities. At the same time, which I don't Blizzard th- also did. I don't think you necessarily need you know big cinematic like CG stuff like that, but you do need to give them a little personality in terms of not just the look, but in terms of you know one of the things that makes Overwatch work is everybody in that game has a history with one another right. and like piecing together who they are to each other and how they react to one another is sort of part of what the fandom does. Like, not having a campaign has almost benefited that game because it's turned the whole lore of that game into, like, a detective story for the fandom. And there's a whole chunk of the fandom that just plays it for that. Yeah. And but just well, in- Blizzard has kind of laid the, frown- the groundwork, though. Right. I mean, they've but done like- separate character trailers for a lot of the characters that literally have, like... Full-on CG sequences. That what I'm saying is, like, I think Lawbreakers comes off to me as like an as experts at the mechanics of multiplayer gaming, doing what they do best. But I feel like while that should be there, that's not all you need now. I think Overwatch changed that game. Well, the variety in Overwatch is amazing, man. Like mm-hmm. every character is flipping different. Like no two characters play the same. Like even the two, even all the support characters have mm-hmm. their own quirks and their little things. That there's Characters that turn into turrets. There's a guy who can throw down his own turrets. Like, there's nothing like that in Lawbreakers. And uh, I just feel like they are facing an uphill climb with this game. Um, I don't even know if it was if it were free to play, if it would mitigate any of those issues. I feel like still feel like they'd be there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, on the flip side of all this, I do have a lot of faith in Cliff. He's made a lot of great games. And, look, I feel like his part of it, the gameplay part, is really good. Mm-hmm. I suck at it particularly playing against them, hmm. but the mechanics are there, and they do work. You can watch other people play it. Like, when you watch a couple really good players go at it, I, I sometimes I just stop playing and just watch. Like, when they're in zero-G, and I'm just watching them go at it, I'm like, I can't do that. It's way too complicated for me. And, uh, I mean, I don't know if they're looking for a casual audience with this game. If they are, good luck, because it is one of the least casual games I've played in a really mm-hmm. long time. Um, but it's just a really tough market to be in right now. Even 2K, with all its marketing and advertising money, is finding that out. That mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times there's only room for one huge shooter, and it'll be interesting to see. And Pactor talked about this a couple weeks ago on Pactor Factor how Battlefield One and Titanfall Two, how that all plays out. EA this week said it expects to sell 14 to 15 million copies of Battlefield One, expects to sell eight to nine million copies of Titanfall Two. Uh, so it's kind of already laid its cards on the table as far as what its expectations are. Um, but at the same time, look, this is like a Nexon game. It's really Nexon's first game like this, you know, to back like a high-profile developer. 
I'm assuming the expectations aren't that it's going to sell 10 or 15 million copies. No. I mean, it's a but small I think, team. And, you know, it could, it could happen that um, by the time this comes out, you know, there, there, I think there are a lot of people playing Overwatch that have never played a competitive shooter before. They were pulled in by the lore and the characters. And I think you might be getting, around the time Lawbreakers comes out, and Quake, to be fair, you might be getting around the time where some of those people are like, oh, maybe I'll try another one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I'll add some variety, because, you know, it's kind of a gateway thing. If you can pull them in with a, a vibrant character roster in Lawbreakers over what Quake is going to offer, that could be the difference there. Quake has that cachet, though. It does, but not to the people... I mean, people watching that, that trailer not today, to the people, I, got the, I got the chills Not to the bit. people who are making Overwatch the giant hit it is, though. The, yeah. Those people never played Quake. They no, don't right. care. You're right. You know, but again, who knows what their approach to Quake is. You know, if, if Quake can pull some... You know, Quake 3 did have some crazy memorable characters in it. Yeah. You know, like, they, they've proven they can do that. You know, everybody remembers that eyeball thing. Well, that was in the trailer today. Yeah, so, like, you know, that's what you're up against. And if you just got a bunch of guys running around in boots and armor... I mean, that's pretty much what we've got yeah. with Lawbreakers. So, uh, so I, I, you know, Cliff's a really smart guy. I'm sure he knows what he's doing and what he wants out of this game. And if he really does want to lean on the characters, I feel like he has time to make them more distinct. Yeah. If he wants to. Yeah. And again, it's tough because you know, I'm good friends with Rohan and I want his game to do well. I want his game to do really freaking well. Uh, but I'm just being honest, you know, yeah. based upon what I play. I think, that's I think my that's, job for you guys. I got to be here and be honest. And I think that's constructive criticism if it's if it's a direction that they want to be taking it in. And it sounds like sounds like it is. I mean, if it's a character action game in that regard, yeah. Um, there's time to make them a little a little more distinct or a little more, you know to, to test that out because it sounds like the game mechanics are already there. Yeah. Um, and it's all about the personality now. There's also a little weird things like I don't want to beleaguer any of this, but like there's health stations in the game. Hmm? Like, stations that you go to to, like, refill your health, oh. which seems really out of place in today's mm. market. Like, I just, I don't know. You prefer, like, pickups or something? I don't, yeah, I mean, I think Overwatch handles it pretty well. The pickups? Yeah. Yeah. But here, kind it's like... Scattered. You have to, like, go back to a base kind of thing, or...? No, they're, like, scattered around oh. the map, so you just walk up to a terminal and stand there and, like, refill your health. It seems like something to camp. <laughs> right, right. Just sit there next to the terminal or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I wish them luck. I mean, they are an alpha, so it's not like the game yeah, is all that far go. off. I mean, right, long way to go, but they're they're letting other people play their game now. Yeah. So, but a lot can happen. Yeah, and I hope it does. So we'll see. But I uh, just figured I'd share my experience playing the game so far. As always with an alpha, no opinions are final. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, let's move on. All right, we're going to talk about another game. I wrote two evals in like two days this hmm. week because both games were extremely short. short. Yeah, so the uh, other game that I evaluated for this week was Abzu. Mm-hmm. Still not 100% sure that I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, that's right. After playing the game, I still have no idea what that means. Uh, I don't remember. Have you what, figured it out? No, it's it's a for, it's another language. I don't remember what the language it was, but it was uh, it basically means uh, something water, wisdom of water or something like that. Oh, okay. Is that like a real word? So it's, it's a real language. Oh, okay. Yes, gotcha, it's gotcha. like a, I don't remember what language it was, but the, the, when I when I saw it at E three, they told me what it was. It's an actual foreign language that means uh, one ab ab and zoo. It's two words. Gotcha, it means gotcha. something water. I think it was wisdom of water or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure the chat will tell us. Yeah. So let's let's talk about this game and maybe to qualify things, we should 
both share how much or how little we liked Journey because this game is very much mm -hmm. like Journey. I liked Journey. I didn't go crazy over it. Uh, it was nice. I think I'm right there with you, actually. Music, my, music was great. I really, like, enjoy, I'm like, oh, that was a really cool experience, a really neat thing they did. I did not... I specifically remember coming into work the next day, and everyone was, like, writhing on the floor orgasmic over Journey, and Morgan and I were like, yeah, it was good, but yeah. what? Like, you know, like, I didn't think it was mind-bogglingly amazing. I thought it was a very um, logical progression from Flower for yeah. that game company. Yeah. And just so you know, I believe the creative director yes. from Journey is work, worked on Abzu. Uh, I think it was the or art director. Art director. The yeah, art and direct now he's, he's the, the creative, creative director for Abzu, and right. it also has the same composer. Right, and he was the art director before. Yeah. The music in this game is amazing, by the way. Music's great. Uh, yeah. Amazing. The audio is really Yeah, the sound the design, everything, the audio yeah. in this game, to me, really sells the freaking yeah. game. Like, it, it's what ties everything together. So... Obviously, everyone kind of knows my opinion on this. I wrote the Game Eval. It just went up yesterday. It's up on the site if you guys want to read it. Matt, what's your impressions of Abzu? Um, I like it. Uh, I like it better than Journey uh, because I love underwater, like, sea life stuff. Um, I think it could have been longer. Yeah. I'm not against, like, I the short two-hour kind of experience, but, like, I feel like this sprints to the finish a little too fast. I felt like um, just when I started to figure out, well, just when it got intriguing, I guess. I mean, not that it's the concept itself is an intriguing right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. But once... Once you figure out what it's about. Well, you started yeah. figuring out, like, what's going on, and then it just ends. Yeah. Like, literally, you finally kind of have that revelation moment where you're like, oh, okay. And then literally, like, it ends right then. Yeah, it, I think it, it needed a couple... I, mean, I, w I would have probably tried to go for two more chapters to give it a little breathing. Because I think the, the pace at which you first discover like, kind of the first big concrete like, elements of what's happening are good. But then like, like the middle moves real fast. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're sort of, you've got like, one more chapter where you sort of deal with the outcome of that. And then the last chapter is just like a celebration of fish. Pretty and, much, yeah. And like, and that's like, and that's cool. Well, but I mean, like, kind of the whole game is really a celebration right. of fish. But I, yeah. I just, I, I needed like a couple more. <laughs> There's a box quote for you: a celebration <laughs> of fish. I think you just, I, I needed a couple more breaths. Yeah. In it, you know what I mean. Did you find yourself bored at all playing this game? Um, only in the, uh, I, I was bored in the, I, well, not bored, but like. I wasn't interested in, like, this, where you go into, like, the, the big techno areas and, like, there's these, like, like uh, tetrahedron mines that go up. Yeah. And you can't die and you don't have a, like, it's, there's it's, no just, point. it's just annoying. That's all you know? it is. Like, yeah. Because if, so. if you hit the proximity mine, it shocks the living crap out of you. But it doesn't do anything. But it, you don't die. Yeah. You cannot die in the game. No. The fish do not attack you. No. They're, they attack they can, else. they can eat the other fish. Right. They but, attack like, each other. Yeah. And then they attack your little robot buddy at one point. Yeah. But they never... So there's no tension in the game. Mm -hmm. And that didn't bother me that much when there was, like, actually stuff happening. You yeah. know, like those uh, crazy, like, jet like, stream yeah. sections where you're just kind of flying and you're trying to, like, catch the schools of fish. Like, uh, that was really exciting. But I found myself at a couple moments when there was just nothing going on bored. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
is there more to the game than this? And then slowly they did kind of incorporate a little bit more, but really it didn't change all that much. What no. you saw changed, but what you were doing never really changed. No, what like you get the gist after like probably the first two sections. Like yeah. you're gonna dive into the pool and do the thing and bring more bring all the fish out, and then uh, sometimes you're going to activate a, a a chain drum thing that never runs out of chain yeah. for some reason. <laughs> um, and it's like it, it was really rudimentary. It also kind of felt like some of it, like maybe it was originally co-op a little bit. Like some of it felt like maybe there was some co-op elements that ended up getting cut, and now it's just a single player thing. That's what I thought too, because all the puzzles you can tell is obvious. Like. The puzzles, I'll just spoil it, because it's not really that big of a spoiler anyway. All the puzzles in the game, pretty much, are you flipping a switch, Mm -hmm. two switches, that will release chains that will then move and open up the door that's blocking the way. And so you have to, like, swim all the way over to one thing, release the chain, Mm -hmm. swim all the way over to the other one, release the chain. Like, to me, it it looks pretty obvious that at one point they at least considered Mm -hmm. having co-op in the game. Um, obviously, ultimately, that was not the case. But, yeah, there was definitely some moments where I found myself kind of yawning and being like, I'm, I don't know. I, uh... But at the same time, there were some moments in this game that were completely, almost overwhelmingly exhilarating. Mm-hmm. And it's the weirdest... They're, it's very smartly designed. Like, it knows... The developer is new. It's almost like they deprive you of fun, so that when it does give you that little inkling of fun, it has all the more impact. Like, the moments where you, like, are riding a fish, and the fish jumps out of the water, and, like, that two-second shot, where it goes to that third-person shot, and you see you and the fish jump out of the water together, it's like there's just something about it. It just... Mm -hmm. I don't know, because I think you go into the game and you wonder if, like, the fish are your allies. Mm-hmm. And it takes a little while before you figure out that, oh, yeah, like, they're, they're not trying to hurt me, and I can't hurt them. And then there's a couple moments where they show the character, like, being affectionate with the fish. Like, it's a very subtle game. Mm-hmm. Like, overall, everything about it is very subtle. It doesn't beat you over the head with anything, pretty much. And I think on that level is where it really works, and that's where kind of the emotional payoffs are. I think I said in the game eval that it's a game of moments. Like, there's so much stuff about this game that I'll completely forget, but there's also like five to ten moments in the game that I'll never forget. Like, mm-hmm. just these little things that happen, and I feel like because it creates like such a contrast because nothing happens that when something does happen, you're like, oh wow, like holy yeah. cow, like. I don't know at the end of the game, the last sections, if you use... I don't want to spoil it for everybody. If you used your buddy to help you get through the end of the game... Yeah. You did. So there's that moment where you and your buddy, like, jump out of the water. And you get an mm. achievement for it when it happens. Did that, ha- did that happen for you? Um, I got an achievement for riding my buddy. No, there's something else that happens. Uh, you mean the bigger thing. Yeah, it's hard to talk about yeah. this without spoiling anything. It's um, yeah, it's. I mean, that's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of stuff in that area. Actually, yeah. if you poke around, there's some hidden stuff in there. Yeah. Um, Overall, there's not much of a reward, a reward for exploring in this game, though. I didn't feel like not too much. And also, if you go, I went back again and picked up the shit. You know, there's the shells you can collect, and I went back and picked up the ones I missed. 
and like do it once you go back because because all the stuff stay you know shells you've collected remain and the little pools that let them let more animals out like those stay activated yeah so when you go back through it you're like oh there's there's nothing to do yeah frankly like once you get everything like you can go back and kind of watch it again but like there's not really anything else to do and it would have been not, I, I don't know I, yeah, I, don't, I mean there wasn't a whole lot to do in the first place really no but I mean there was some there there was, was enough you were to activating you something you were changing yeah. the environment you were doing something. Um, and and in, in the subsequent playthrough, or when you replay things, you're basically just watching things again, or or you know activating things that let you move on. Um, and I don't know. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big I'm a bit of a connoisseur of the uh, of the scuba diving underwater sea life <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, I own a copy of Aquanauts Holiday Hidden Memories for PS3, the Korean one that has the the English goes for like three hundred bucks now on eBay. I mean, I have, I what play was these the games. Wii one? Endless Ocean. Endless Ocean, yeah. Which I played, I played it on uh, Dolphin, and it's amazing, the, yeah. the sequel, the second one. Um, I played through both of them on the Wii when they originally came out. I love these, I, love, I have World of Diving in VR, I have Subnautica, I love the, the underwater, underwater stuff. Because <laughs> it terrifies me in real life, so that's really the only way I'm going to do it. Um, and, like, I just would have, you know, I like that you can, like, meditate and sort of, like, watch the fish and see the names of everything and all that. I wish there was a more... Um, robust sort of cataloging system or something where you could kind of scan them or something. Like or they like, should have like there should be like a Pokedex for this yeah, game where exactly. once you discover like a creature, like it gets added into your book mm-hmm. or whatever, and like that would have given it. So, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. Give this game replay value. Just give the list of possible fish. Yeah. Even and if let you people try to find even all. if you don't get to do that until after you finish the game, right? Like have you it be go back and start looking for these fish and try. Especially to find because them. look, if if you love underwater life. And not to not to blow anything, but if you love uh, underwater life that isn't around anymore, yeah, uh, there's a lot in this. I game. I mentioned in the eval that some of the creatures yeah, there's, are extinct, there's, prehist- so. there's some prehistoric stuff that shows up eventually, and yeah. it's amazing. Like it they did is, such yeah. a good job. It's like on- the closest thing you'll probably ever get to seeing these animals like alive, even with this art style yeah. that they use, which is really cartoony and whatnot. But it works. The animation, yeah. Like, there's the one that has the really long neck. Mm-hmm. And watching that animal swim mm-hmm. through, like, reeds, it was amazing. Like, yep. again, that's one of the moments I'll always remember. Is there's a that... couple of part places where um, an animal with a spine bent away that an animal with a spine yeah, yeah, cannot yeah. bend. Yeah. But that's just the nature of kind of, like, the algorithm they're using here. Uh, for the mo- like 99% of the time, it works incredibly well. Were you surprised how little of the game took place on land after all the screenshots and stuff they had put out for it? No. No? Was there land screenshots and stuff? No, yeah. I did see the one, there's like a bug in it where it, by default the controls are inverted. Like yeah, you know, flight style. I changed that and too, it, yeah. And if you, I, which I play, I play inverted anyway, so I don't oh. know, but I've read that if you are doing non-inverted and when you get out of the water... The land controls are inverted, oh. so, you, so you have to push down to walk forward. I can see why they didn't put too much into the land stuff because it's not good. Well, now you just walk up, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's mo- it's mainly to be like, ah, I bet you didn't think to look at it for a shell out of the water yeah. like later. You know, it's a late game sort of switcheroo. Yeah, um, I liked it. I I was not sorry. I spent the fifteen bucks on it uh, with the PlayStation Plus discount. Um, I've played through it twice now. Uh, it took me about two hours the first time. It's fine. Twenty, which is the re- the standard st- retail is price, too much yeah. in my opinion. Hmm. Maybe. I think it's too much. I wouldn't call it too much just because I like the subject matter so much. But if you're not like a big fan of underwater stuff, it's not going to make you one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the amount of fish in the game 
at crazy. certain points amazing yeah. mind-boggling like you come across some schools of fish that are literally like the size of a building oh yeah and you like can you- swim right into them and you just have literally just thousands yeah. of fish swimming right at your face mm-hmm. and that frame rate never even hitches nope. man like it's called a bait ball uh, yeah i mean look it's yeah and there's one point where the whale comes yeah, up whale's and swallows coming up and swallow the- it, yeah and You've got like the, the like the birds, you know, uh, pecking away at it, and like the sharks are coming by, and the swordfish. It's, it's really yeah. Well I mean, done. there's like a food chain in most of the areas. You like David Attenborough documentaries? You're gonna be like, I've seen all this. This is great. It's a great recreation. Yeah. And I, what I loved about this game too is that it took me back to my childhood a little bit because when I was a kid, I really thought I was gonna be a zoologist, mm. and uh, I used to compete in all these what they were called like science field days where i grew up oh, yeah, where yeah. literally you would go and compete over wildlife like you go out into the woods and identify animals and tree and i was like way into it and so this game kind of took me back to my childhood a little bit because every time you discover an animal i was like okay what is that trying to remember like what the species was mm-hmm. and there's so many fish i was actually pretty impressed with how many i did remember i was uh, i remember when i did the demo i did the demo with um with the creative director at e3 i can't remember his name though damn it but um, we, his name is Matt. His first name is Matt. I don't remember his last name. Um, but I did the demo, and, I, and when you release creatures from the, the pools in, in the final game, it shows the name of right. the creature in a corner. Yeah. It didn't do that in the E3 oh, demo. Oh, wow. And when I, 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 I activated one, and all these turtles came out, I'm like, oh, hey, uh, leatherback turtles. And he's like, that's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know this stuff. I, I love these It's things. shocking how much you remember yeah. from, like... Middle school. <laughs> but there was one, I can't remember the name now, but there was one, uh, one pool early on you released these, these tiny little porpoises. No, I did that. I, got I, don't remember too, what, yeah. I don't remember what the name was, but I'd never heard of them before. And I'm yeah. like, what is that? I don't know what that is. And I looked it up and I, I learned about a new kind of porpoise from this game. And it's ador- they're adorable. Like, you, you, want, you want to have one to keep in your backyard or something. They're these tiny little, like, they look like if, if Hello Kitty designed a dolphin. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. Would, it, would, it would look <laughs> like this thing. One thing I would say is that I feel like the trailers ruined a lot of this game. You've seen a lot, yeah, of the big moments. Because going back to what I was saying about how it's a game of moments, and there's like five or ten things that are like always going to stick with me. They shouldn't have shown that blue whale thing. No way, dude. That was a huge mistake. I will say, though, that it still affected oh, me. Oh, it's still though, good. It happened. Yeah. But if I had not seen that in the trailer, like it may, mm-hmm. I may have just melted. Like I, <laughs> it literally is so impactful, man. Like it just. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things in there that you didn't, you don't see yeah. in the trailers, and I was like, glad the shot that... right here is what we're talking about. Yeah, like, that I wish I had never seen that before I mm-hmm. played the game, and now everyone's seeing it on the show, and now it's spoiled it for them too. Ruin but... everything. <laughs> There is there's there's enough in here that you, we that was not in the trailers to make it worthwhile, but there's a couple. Things oh, for right. sure, for sure. There's that balance of like, do we show off the awesome stuff or do we hold it back? And they held back some awesome stuff, but that yeah. blue whale thing is that's the one most of the impo- most awesome. That's the things. best moment in the whole game, in my opinion. Even in, after I had seen it already, I don't think so. I I think you think I, the end reveal I is think, better. I think the thing at the end is really. Is I don't know. I mean, and now I'm watching this trailer again. Like, really, like, 80% of the best moments are... There's a lot of good stuff in this trailer, and you kind of don't realize how much of it is here. Well, you didn't know it when you were watching the trailer. You just assumed there'd be tons and tons more of it. But at the end of the day, when the game's two and a half hours long, Mm -hmm. it's only going to have so much, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I didn't go as crazy for it as I was kind of expecting because I thought there would be a little more, and I Do really... Do you like it more or less than Journey? I like it more than Journey. But I, I liked, did as well. But I liked it more be- in part because I like fish better than walking through the desert. 
Yeah, honestly, I felt like Journey. I was like, you know, I could get together a group of guys and probably make Journey. I don't feel that way about this game at all. Like, this game, there's... No, there's some technical miracles happening in here in yeah. a couple places that, that's really cool to see. And, I mean, my only real serious criticism would be, like, I would have let it breathe for a couple more chapters, and I would have put a scanning minigame in it for, like, replay value after the game was finished. to be like, okay, go back and... Find all the all the creatures. I think that would be fun. Well, they do have like the meditation thing. Yeah, and you can. Look, but like, I only found like for whatever reason, I only found like three meditation yeah. shrines the whole I found, time. I found all of them. I only found like three of them. I, I have all why. the trophies in this game already. I mean, oh, really? I, it, it only took me like an evening. Like yeah. it, was, it was. It's super short. I mean, super yeah. short, super simple. As long as you're looking for stuff, you'll find it for the most part. Yeah. Which I know I was like, oh, I don't know where this like the second shell is in this one area. And I look it up. It's like, of course, it's like you know, the game's been out for about four hours, and of course, and there's, there's already no a guide with everything. No, there was no guide. Oh, really? I couldn't oh. find anything, uh, and so I had to just go poke around. And I did eventually find them all. I eventually, uh, I found a thread on uh, I think it was PlayStation playstationtrophies.org and that was where somebody asked about the same shell I was looking for and uh, I found it that way but like for the most part this is real easy to kind of you know do yourself yeah um, should only take you about four hours to do everything I would say yeah um, I enjoyed my time with it it was yeah. unique um, I know when doing the gamey vow for value it's a I, tough uh, call. I gave it a good score in value because there just aren't any other games like it Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, other than Journey or Flower. Um, or you go the other way and it's like, you know, World of Diving or Endless Ocean, but, like, there's nothing quite like it. This has, like, more mystery and intrigue yeah. to it, though. There's, like, what's going on here? You know, it's it's one of those games that doesn't tell you hardly anything about mm-hmm. it and you kind of got to figure it all out. And uh, so this game got a little bit of a bump in its value score from me because it is something different mm-hmm. and unlike... And I mean, even I can be, definitely see myself going back to it, like maybe once a year. I, I don't think it, it again. I think it may be a game that if people come over, I may put mm. headphones on them and be like, "Hey, play this." But I don't see myself going back. I, w- I will go back and play this probably every year, year and every year or two years, just to like do it again. Yeah. Especially if I pick up the PC version cheap eventually, um, and if they put uh, the soundtrack out on um, on vinyl, I will buy that. It, I think it is. Is it coming out on vinyl? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep an ear out because because the, the the audio in this is quite it is really good. incredible, incredibly yeah. incredible work. Not just the music, like the sound design. Yeah, yeah, everything. everything is just so great. Like, yeah, wear headphones when you play this game if you pick it up. I highly recommend it. Let's move on. So this week we had a hardware launch, Matt. Really? Yeah. Xbox One S. No Sky. Oh. I did it again. I jumped Jump, ahead. Jumping the gun. You, you, hate, you hate the number four. I, I do. Know. You're right. It is the same topic every time I jump ahead. It's always the fourth topic. So there was a leak this week. Mm. How did you feel about that, Matt? Obviously, you've talked about No Man's Sky mm. on the show a ton. Okay. And uh, you're really excited for it. I'm just talking about the whole thought. So let's, let's recant the story here and explain kind of what happened. So a gentleman, a fellow. A lad. A lad. Somebody somehow got one copy of No Man's Sky early, which is really bizarre. Yeah. Well, this came, this came right after people people had started posting photos of you know boxes full of them in distribution warehouses. So I'm thinking it you know was a fell off the truck situation. Right. Someone in a distribution. If you've got place if you've got a one. boxes of a few hundred copies of these things, no one's going to notice. You stick one under your jacket, I guess is the theory there. And somebody did only one. There's only mm-hmm. one copy out there. It's really bizarre. There were more later. They're right. But at first there was just this. First one there was just copy. the one. 
on eBay. Guy puts it on eBay. Did it sell for $1,300 or $2,000? I heard $2,000. Later, I heard it was $1,200. I've seen reports all over the place. I don't know. We'll we'll just say he spent over $1,000 More money than he should have. He spent spent Star Citizen money on this thing. Yeah, he did. So he spent at least $1,000 on this copy off of eBay. I'm also surprised that nobody stepped in and stopped the sale on eBay. Can publishers not do that? Can they not go to eBay and be like, yo, this game isn't somebody, out yet? Well, somebody asked Sean Murray about that on uh, on Twitter, and he responded with an emoticon that was just a shrugging smiley face. What so does that mean? I guess it's just not worth it. <laughs> oh. it's not, who cares? Yeah. Well, he cares. Well, yeah, he cares. Because he freaked out. He was saying, like, don't watch it, don't ruin it for yourself. But it's like, what? you're not going to win yourself any any favors by, like, going after some dude. Yeah. Trying to, you know, it's not worth it. It's just bad PR. Yeah. So... It's not like he was like pirating, you know, a thousand of them and yeah, like yeah. selling them for a penny each on Green Man Gaming or something or G two A or yeah. Or, I mean, but you look at it from Nintendo's perspective and how they are on YouTube with their media and stuff like that. I mean, it wouldn't be all that far fetched for them to contact eBay and be like, "Stop that sale." Yeah, well, let's not take Nintendo as a how to That's do the it gold standard. Kind of gold standard <laughs> when it comes to dealing with your fans on social media. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that a million percent. So he buys the game for at least a thousand dollars. It comes in. He puts up this video of him unboxing it, praying to God it was real. Mm. It is real. It actually is a legit game. I was actually I was actually happy for him. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was like, oh, good, yeah, <laughs> dude. You spent so much. <laughs> I, I was there's a little Schadenfreude going on though. There's a little part of me that was like, you know what? Like, if you're dumb enough, maybe you need to learn a valuable lesson here. Maybe. Like, they, but, don't but be it, the sucker. Maybe. Uh, maybe it was just the first person perspective of the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that it could put me be there. me. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he puts up the video of him opening it up. It's legit. It's the real game. He pops in and starts playing. Starts uploading footage to Daily Motion. I think he was uploading mm, stuff yeah. to. Horrible quality, I might add. Get a capture of something, bro. You're yeah. going to break the first footage of No Man's it's a PS4, Sky. Like, for God's sake. Like, <laughs> just stream it. It looks so bad. But uh, So he puts up some gameplay videos. Basically what happens is people watch the videos and a lot of them become distraught, disheartened, just from watching the footage. Because I feel like a lot of people have kind of built this game up in their mind and it, that... To be a little bit like what we just talked about with Abzu, this game where you don't know anything about it, and maybe there's some magical something going on inside there that we don't know about. People watch the guy's gameplay videos, and it basically, the game looks exactly like what everybody thought it was going to look like, Mm -hmm. which, that's the way most games are. Yeah. (laughs) You look at all this media, and the game ends up being what the media says it is. Surprisingly, it's exactly what the developer said Said it it was. Yeah. So people freak out over it, like, and then Sean Murray starts coming back saying, oh, don't spoil it. How do you feel about all this, Matt? Um, are, you, are you disappointed that there isn't some secret thing about the game? No, um, no. I mean, there isn't. I, I never, mean, are you okay with what is there? Yeah. Really? I'm, I'm interested in the game because of what it is, not because of what I think it might be. Yeah. I mean, my only question is how does it feel to play it? Right. Like if it if it feels like a Euro jank, you know, if this is like Gothic two and like none of it works right, <laughs> no matter how good the game is, like if you have to like fight the, with the controls and like kind of force yourself to kind of like fight through this barrier of interface to get to like the you know the creamy center, 
Like, that's going to annoy the hell out of me. Like, that's the only... I mean, I know what this game is. You're walking around, you're gathering resources, you're upgrading your stuff so you can go to another planet and walk around and gather your resources and scan some stuff and upgrade your stuff so you can get further out. Of, you know, I know exactly what I'm going into here. I mean, I'm hoping the variety is there. And, you know, I, the, the thing that was, I thought was funny was one of the things people were complaining about was that there was too much life. That there weren't enough barren planets. <laughs> that like he, like Sean Murray had said that uh, there were going to be like maybe one out of ten planets would have like life on it, and like the this guy's like videos indicated that like it was way higher than that. Uh, not that everything was like this, you know, huge. Um, you know, like the like the trailers show like this place is just teeming with you know hundreds of species of things. You know, they're not all like that, but it's like it's not that hard to find little creatures or whatever elsewhere and like uh, there was even a demo i saw where sean murray said like oh this planet this planet has no life on it and then he ended up falling in some water and there were fish there he's like oh my god there's fish on this planet yeah. it's like yeah because life life finds a way as jeff goldblum has taught yeah. us and so like i feel like i have a pretty realistic idea of what this game is i don't you know my my disappointment potential for this game comes from does it feel good to play or not if it feels like kind of this like half, I mean, I honestly thing, don't think that that I, I that would be the least of my worries. I guess is the is the way I would put it. I'm not too game. worried about it, but that's like my X factors because I haven't touched it. Yeah, almost nobody's touched it. You yeah, know? that's you know the gameplay, not in terms of what you do, but the gameplay in terms of how you do it and how it feels. I mean, I already saw that like the run, you click the right stick to run, which I'm like, well, I'm changing that as soon as I get in there. <laughs> what the hell is that about? It's yeah. really weird. Yeah. Um, what was that? That's his, like, mining tool, so, like, he can just make it blows make a holes. big old hole there. <laughs> That'll get the Sentinel's attention, boys. I mean, that looks a little janky to me. I think it's very... Like, a lot of it's very weird in the sense that, like, you know, like, holes are instant, and there's no, like, rubble. Yeah. No, you know, I mean, I guess like, you're vaporizing it, but there's not even any, like, particle effect Nothing. from it. It just... And I, the, and the I hole do, magically appears. And I do think this game is going to be a work in progress. So, you know, they're already, they've already talked about they're working on the first patch with new content stuff and all this. Thing. I think they are going to upgrade this thing as they go. They're, you know, they, they, clearly it works, but they need more to do and you can always change the seating and how some of that works and, yeah. and make some some additions to it so i'm looking forward to sort of you know exploring looking around doing stuff like that and nothing in you know nothing in this leak indicates to me that i was wrong about that yeah no i mean um, to be honest with you everything in the leak is everything that they said they weren't dishonest mm-hmm. they didn't and I'll say this as well. Elaborate on things that aren't there. They. I'll say this as well. I don't. They describe the game as it is. I don't see a lot of people who are like in threads, like excited about the game, doing that. Yeah. I don't see a lot of people like making up stuff that I have not heard Sean Murray or other Hello Games people say. I don't see a lot of, oh, I'm going to be able to build a castle on a planet and fl- and take over a space station and rule the universe you know, thing. Matt, I most of the most of it people... just comes from people that seem to not understand how procedural generation works. Yeah. I think it's not that people expected there to be some secret about the game that that was something that wasn't spoken about by the developers i think they were just hoping that there would be and i think what you're seeing is people disappointed that it ultimately ended up being exactly what they said it was going to be and nothing more because i think people look at this game so normally we have people screaming about how developers lie to us and now that one didn't lie to us at all that was wrong but but let me elaborate a little bit i think people look at this game and think it's not enough. They're like, that can't be all there is. Because I think a lot of people look at it, and I'll be honest, like, I feel a little bit this way. I look at it, and it doesn't look that much fun. It looks like something that you kind of meander around and fiddle with here and there, but not something that, like, just kind of grabs you and, like, pulls you in. 
And I think people were hoping, because the game looks so awesome. I mean, I love the art style and the worlds that they've created. I think people were just hopeful that there might be something more to it than what there really but, is. Like, what and more they're to not, it? And they're, they're disappointed, and they're dealing with their disappointment in a very disappointing way. But what more to it? That's what I don't understand. Just some kind of real goal to it, or some kind of... Get to of, the center. Some That's kind the goal. of tension or strife or something. Like, it's just Kill a enough very... stuff or mine enough stuff, and the Sentinels come after you. There's your tension. Yeah. Like, what else do you want? Like, I don't understand what else people want. Like, that's what they said it is. That's what the game is, is what you're supposed to do. What else is there supposed to be? Yeah, I'm almost feeling like this game is a little bit like Spore. I don't see. I think that's a disingenuous comparison. No, I don't mean because like the Spore, actual game itself. I mean the way people thought Spore was going to be see, and the way it ended up ultimately being. Somewhat. But, like, I don't agree with that because the people that I know that, like, were excited about this game and have been looking forward to this game, no one is doing that yeah. the way Spore... Everyone thought Spore was... I mean, also, the reason they thought Spore was going to be that was because that's what they fucking told us it was going to be. Like, yeah. it, like they, well, they I mean, oversold... Well, came out... They oversold what Spore was going to be very early on. Early on. And but a eventually lot of people, they lot of, came to Jesus and they yeah, told but, people what it really was. But, like, by that point, they'd already established... they planted the Spore in yeah. our heads of what this <laughs> thing was going to be. And they're like, oh, by the way, that didn't really work, so we've actually made this way less ambitious thing. Yeah. And... Like, everybody lost their mind, you know? And yeah. I, I enjoyed Spore for what it was. Yeah, but, so like, not. it sure as hell wasn't the game that I'd been expecting after what they'd said early on about it. Yeah. And in this game, I think, I would think Sean Murray was very cognizant of the Spore situation and seems to have very carefully presented this game as nothing more than what it is. And there are probably things that, you know, again, the dude who had this game beelined to the center of the universe... Yeah. Finish it in about 30 hours, which is roughly what Sean Murray said it would take. Yeah. Um, if you are just, you know, heading straight to this, if you, you're know, single-mindedly go, I don't think hardly anyone's going to play it that way. Because, this, I mean, there's no way I could. I'm just, I, I know I'm going to be like, all right, my next stop should be this planet over here, but I really need to see what's on that moon, you know? Yeah. Like, that's how I'm going to play this game. I want to see what's on stuff. I want to see if it, and look, well, the somebody thing- will make it to the center in a day. Like, literally, this game the will come out. The center. Right, but the, I'm saying... What, what's in the center is I'm out there. I don't know what it is. I haven't looked. There but. will be, like, a hundred YouTube videos up already. So if people really sure. want to know what's there and don't want to do it, they can just go watch the video and see right. what's there. And they can play it however they want to. And everybody... I've seen people talking about what it is. I don't know what it is because I don't want to know yet. But, like, um, people are like, yeah, it's, it's kind of what you think it is, but it's also surprising. But it's also cool. But it's also not really that important. But it is going to change. I'm just like, oh, stop it. You know, like, <laughs> this game turns all of us into gibbering morons, apparently. I don't yeah, know. Like, yeah. But what do you do? It's like, I don't know. Like, what if, maybe it has more feet. I don't know what, like, I don't know what <laughs> is going on with this game and how like, no one can really get their head around what it is. Um, but I, I will say this. I think there is not going to be a game this year that causes more just straight-up, flat-out, knock-down, drag-out screaming matches online. Yeah. As this I think we gonna, may end up having one right as, here on as Game list, Face. As this, as, as this thing's going to cause as soon as it comes out. Like, yeah. and, and I'm curious how many of the people in the screaming matches are going to have actually played it. But, like, yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, and who knows? Like, we could come back next week and I'm just be like, this game blows. And like, I could this, be you know, like, I think it's awesome. The greatest thing ever. <laughs> And I, look, I don't even have a negative opinion of it at all. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, everything that's been shown in the game so far, everything that I saw in the videos that the guy posted, is exactly what they talked about. But I can even admit a little bit myself that secretly I hoped 
then maybe there was a little more to it. That maybe... I think there's a lot to this game, though. You've got the space all, stuff, you've got the ground stuff. It's all discovery. Stuff. The game's yeah. all about discovery. And maybe I was, I was hoping that there might be something a little bit beyond just discovering stuff. Like, there might be like some what? kind of goal. Like, maybe there's a, a species of animals that is integral to the entire galaxy. And you need to make sure that no matter what, that species of animals makes it. Like, just anything like that, where you have kind of this goal, any kind of goal, any kind of th- other than just, like, what's at the center? It's like the question of, like... Well, my goal is going to be, like, let's find this kind of planet. Let's see what's on this planet. Like, like the, it's, it's, they're micro goals, basically. But you don't know what they are until you find them, right? Well, yeah, but that's where you got to go look. Yeah. I'm, I, when I was growing up, I thought I was either going to be a paleontologist or, like, some kind of space, like, astronomer person. Right. So, for me, like, if you're, you're either in the water... Or you're in space. Once you're in space, that well, this is the this is the space game I always wanted, where you just get to go look at strange new worlds, and fly around and do whatever you want and pick up stuff. And I mean, as long as whatever you want involves uh, picking up ore and then forging a new jetpack. Um, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm in, I, you know I totally see when people say like, oh, it's kind of limited. And like, but what else do you want? I mean, I guess you you could do this. I just gave you one scenario. I could think of hundreds more. But that is that's time. such an artificial. It's just as artificial or arbitrary as anything else in the game. It's like how is that artificial though? I mean. This one species is, you know, why don't you just make that up for yourself? Go find that species and, like, you know, like, I used to do that in Spore. I'd pick one species and, like, put it on every damn planet <laughs> until it, like, would out, you know, and it's just like, that just sounds like a make-your-own-fun kind of thing. Yeah. And I, here's the thing. I feel, I think that if that kind of, uh, you know, slightly more driven content, if there's a demand for that from people once the game is they out and people play it, it, they could, it could totally add that. There yeah. is some stuff like that early on in the tutorial stuff. Yeah. Where, like, you know, this alien wants to talk to you or whatever. Sean Murray has also said that every solar system has something you can do in it that changes that solar system forever. That will be saved server You know, because everything right. you do on the planet is saved locally. So if I dig a bunch of holes on a planet in the shape of a dick... Uh, like everyone, everyone is going will. to do, <laughs> I can come back to that planet and that dick will still be there. But you could come back to that planet and it wouldn't be there because that's only saved locally on mine. Oh. However, there, he said that there's either every solar system or most solar systems have something you can do that will change that solar system irrevocably for everybody. For everybody. Gotcha. And who knows whether that's major or whether it's minor. You know, who, I don't know. Um, but you know, and also you can you dive in the water and look at stuff. There, there was a, I, actually, here, that's a disappointment to me is that uh, the water stuff is all on the surface. What do you from mean? From I could see. Uh, that's what I saw in the thing and also read that, like, creatures from, like, the creatures, like, all sort of congregate on the surface. There's not, like, deep sea life. Oh, guy, guy. You know? Like, you can't so dive just, like, down. lakes and rivers, that type of thing. And or, there, I mean, there are oceans, but it sounds like you can only sort of... bereft of animals. You, yeah, it doesn't sound like you can dive too deep, basically. Oh, okay, okay. And, um... As we have established with Abzu, like I yeah. like I like that stuff. So it would be cool if you could, if there was sort of like this other, you know, cause the, the the ocean is less explored than space. Anything, yeah. You know? <laughs> so like the if if this game could also somehow include if you found an ocean world, you could dive way down and find crazy like ocean life, like giant, you know, you know, two hundred foot long mosasaurs and stuff like you know, just yeah. crazy scary stuff like that. That would be pretty awesome too. If you could, if your ship could, you know, that could be like an expansion or something they could do. I don't know. So if this is, game is indeed no more, no less than what they've built it as, how do you think this game's going to sell, Matt? I don't know. I don't have 
and a, a guess on that one, really, because I don't know how many people know what it is, uh, know about it at all. Like, you know, my non-gaming, you know, core gaming friends I mean, it's been don't really know what bit, it is. Well, yeah, non-core people who wouldn't watch E3 right. would have no idea about right. this game. Um, you know, and everybody I you know, everybody I know. But who if you is, watch E3, if you, you watch know it, yeah, if you're into gaming, if you follow the gaming sites or whatever, you know what this is. But like. It takes people who aren't like that to, you know, Call of Duty's a hit because tons of people who just see the commercials on NFL football buy it, you know? Yeah. And I have not seen any TV ads for this game. Um, I feel like this game's going to really live or die on word of mouth, at least on the PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, if it's good, I will give this as a Christmas gift just about everybody I know with yeah, a PlayStation yeah. 4. Um, but I feel like it's really leaning on that kind of organic growth more than like a big you know, launch day push, I have, I have no idea how many copies this thing's going to sell. I, I think and I'm if, And if everybody, it. if your average person, that's what I'm also interested in, is like your average person, your, your person that like isn't like me and doesn't have interest in astronomy and, and alien stuff and, you know, all that kind of thing, if you're not already predisposed to like this sort of exploration idea, if you're just like, oh, spaceships and shooting and weird aliens and stuff, and then you load it up and there's no story. Yeah. And there's no... Um, narrative. There's no characters, like which is I think something. You know, this is a, you know, mo- games try to be movies so often that I think you're sort of conditioned to think that. If you look at the back of the box, there's absolutely nothing that indicates there is a narrative, there is a story, there is right. anything like yeah. that. Um, but that doesn't mean people aren't going to expect it just based on what games are now. And yeah. so I'm very. That's one of my most. Int- you know, I don't really necessarily care what the people on like you know NeoGaf think about it so much as like what some random dude who saw it at Best Buy. And was like, oh, this looks cool, and gets it home. It's like, what the hell is it? You know, who's never heard of a survival game? Right. And never played yeah. Don't Starve. Doesn't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm very interested to see what that audience thinks of this game because I feel like, even if you hadn't heard of any of the hype, you could feel misled by this game just by the nature of what games generally are now. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's a big part of what's going on right now mm-hmm. with the backlash over people when they finally got to sort of see uncut raw footage of it. Mm-hmm. I would say, and obviously this is just a guess. I would say best case scenario. It sells about as well as Dark Souls Bloodborne. Mm. It's like, like three, four million right. in there. Like if, yeah. it, if it really catches on, because I think I, what I think is going to happen is there are going to be a lot of people like you who are going to be crazy passionate over it. But I think there are certain. Oh, this thing better be fun to play. Like, like, <laughs> like really, the controls better feel good. That's I think all they I can will. say. I don't. I don't think you need to worry about that. But I think. There are going to be certain people that you're never going to convince that yeah. they're going to enjoy playing the game. There's just certain things about it that no matter what, some people are not going to be able to get over it and mm-hmm. enjoy the game. And so, I think online conversations about this game are going to be really annoying. Yeah. Like, I, I know that I'm... Well, I think it could be awesome, too, because people are discovering somewhat, things that but, other well, people are Well, that's aren't. the thing, is, like, I think you're going to need, like, a thread for people who are actually playing the game to discuss yeah. the game, and a thread for people to... Concern troll about how it's not what anybody thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think those need to be two separate conversations at some point, because <laughs> like people who are just like, I found this planet and there's this creature and this thing and I named it this and then like there like you can't have that conversation alongside like this game blows like this yeah. is the total this is not what this, everybody <laughs> lied to us about what this was yeah, going right. to be except the developers didn't lie but we lied to ourselves but that's just as good right you know. And like most, a lot of the people that like have that opinion about that game already don't seem. You know, it, I've never seen a game where, like, in any thread I've seen about it anywhere online or on any, any Twitter conversation, anything. There's always someone that comes in and is just like, "Well, this game looks terrible, and I'm not going to buy it." It's like, 
thanks for the <laughs> vote of confidence. Thanks, thanks for coming by. Yeah. It's, like, it's like you don't see that. So you know, like you'll yeah. see people come in for like something like you know, Call of Duty or whatever. It was like it was like I don't see why people still like this game. This was terrible. And I played this game and this was terrible. It never keeps me from enjoying the no. games that they're talking. But about. But I just yeah. think it's interesting that there's, there's so many people who are so very very worried that like people, this game is going to screw people over and they don't know what they're getting. You're all going to be really disappointed in this game. And I'm just like, just let me worry about that. It's shot in for yeah. it. They I want guess, to yeah. see people in pain. Nobody, yeah, people don't want to see someone enjoy something they don't enjoy. No, you're absolutely right. It's really weird that humans are that way, but a lot of them are. So, and yes, uh, Sterling Life Co. is also. Uh, you need a third thread for screenshots of dick drawings on planets. <laughs> I want to. I want to see somebody draw a dick so big you can see it from, from space. space. <laughs> yeah, is oh, that gonna possible? Because if that's possible. Game of the year. Oh, it'll be that'll be done with it. <laughs> that'll be like, done in an hour. Le- it's probably already done. Yeah, probably. Someone's, someone's waiting. Someone's no, waiting for nine p.m. <laughs> Monday night to be like, and there we go. No, the first pe- day. <laughs> people who have the late copies have already yeah. done it. That was like their first project, I'm sure. So now remember, these planets are planet size. So right. like, you're literally digging you a have dick. To build you have to dig a dick the size the size of a state of a continent. Yeah, you know, well, something, something. Yeah, real, you'd have to have something in the in the. Yeah, you, know, so, you can see the Grand Canyon, a Colorado-sized so. dick. Let's say, yeah, and you can see the Great Wall of China from space. So. You cannot. You cannot see. I the thought Grand you could. No, no, that is a myth. You can. I see know the Grand, Grand Canyon. Canyon. You yeah. can. And you and see, that is pretty big. Actually. It is big. <laughs> that is very big. So I mean, I'm going to see the Grand Canyon-sized dick. Yeah. The opposite of the Grand Canyon, if you think about it. Yeah, it is. Well, no, it could just be. The well, Grand no, I mean, like, the, the Grand Canyon the is, a, is an opening, whereas we're trying to portray right, right. Uh, a Something that may protrude, yeah. protrude. In fact, if you could draw it right next to the Grand Canyon um, <laughs> on that planet, whatever the equivalent would be on the Grand, of the Grand Canyon on that planet, I think you'd have, you'd have bonus points right. for that. <laughs> so I'm guessing we're going to talk about this game again next week. We're going to talk about dicks, that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> I'll bring in a series of screenshots. Yeah, I mean, it comes out. I Tuesday. find that I, I actually I have never drawn like a dick in a game. Like I've never. That. I, I don't. I just it doesn't occur to me. I've drawn boobs. I've never done that. I just don't. I don't do the scatological graffiti thing. I really. was young, I was, immature. Yeah, also you're from Philly. That's yeah, what we, do. <laughs> we draw boobs. <laughs> we draw boobs on things. <laughs> That's how the cheese stick started. Yeah. <laughs> No, drawing dicks would make the cheesesteak, I believe. I think you got your wires crossed there. No, that's where the mushrooms were. Yeah, yeah. So the game comes out Tuesday, I believe. Yeah. Nobody has the game yet. No journalists no, have the game. There's like a there's a group on Facebook uh, where all the journalists get together to discuss code when it's coming in. Um, if people are looking for code, other people will help them figure out where to go to get it. Nobody has the game. Um, still. Except that one dude. Right, right. And like two, there's like three people streaming it on Twitch. Uh, one of whom claims they just bought it from Walmart. Yeah. Which, I don't know if I believe that. Well, maybe he got it from some, man, you know, Walmart has a he thing. He could just place, be trying to throw people off the trail. Somewhat, but also Walmart is supposed to have a thing where they can't sell stuff early. Even if, I mean, there yeah, have been pictures try. of it on the shelves at Walmart. Oh, really? But you, the system will literally not let you buy it until it comes out. So it just sits there and taunts you. Gotcha. Um, now, if you know someone, I, I assume if you know someone, in, you know some podunk where you know wherever you are, like maybe if you know the manager, they can just sort of be like, yeah, sure, there you go, and maybe that's how they did it. But all, all I'm saying is, the guy who paid twelve hundred and or two thousand for that must really be pissed that the guy got it for Walmart. Oh Walmart. yeah, for sixty bucks. Yeah. So don't expect reviews. Like, probably not even on launch day. 
I would be really shocked if that happens. I, well, it goes live 9 p.m. Uh, Pacific, uh, midnight Eastern here for the PlayStation. Anyway, who knows when Steam's gonna? You know, Steam is a is a wilder beast. Um, so I would guess that like they, you know, some of the major sites will probably just have somebody play it overnight and at least do impressions. Yeah, there'll be like review and progress yeah. stuff. I'm guessing, but uh, I mean, you'll be able to get some kind of information about it. By the morning of day one, I think. But yeah, but yeah. full to, reviews that'll that'll probably be the end of the week. You may have to buy this one blind if you're really. Uh, I saw somebody in our chat a minute ago saying that they already uh, jumped in and just went for well, it. I'm, so I'm in. I got I got my I got my digital pre-order. I got my steelbook pre-order. I got my super duper comes with the the metal ship thing from I am eight bit pre-order. <laughs> this th- if if I don't like this game, I have wasted a lot of money on a stupid thing. Yeah. Will you admit that you don't like it after going off so far in oh, if yeah. you don't like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, that's, that's like the other thing is like people are always like, oh, well, if you, if you uh, go to all these events and these trips and stuff and then like you play the game, there's no way you're not going to like the game because like, like you've been able to do all these cool things. I'm like, look, if I spend that How much... What does that have to do with anything? Well, I spent that much time on something that long and then like I still have to suffer through it, it's not going to make it any better for yeah. me. So no matter how much money I've invested in this thing and how excited I am for what this game could could be to me, if it's not what I wanted, if it's not that thing to me, like, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. So I would say, so those of you who are watching the stream and aren't subscribers to Sifted, totally fine. Totally cool with you just watching it on Twitch. I would say do not miss next week's episode. Because <laughs> I think Matt and I are going to have a spirited discussion about No Man's Sky. Like... Regardless, I mean, it's just one of those games that some people are going to take it one way and other people are going to take it the other way. And those of you who subscribe to Sifted, you're golden. So we'll definitely be talking about it next week. We may be coming in a little bleary-eyed trying to get through the game in time to discuss it. We'll have two days basically to play it before uh, we talk about it. So we'll do our best to get through as much as we can. Uh, before we discuss it, but we'll see. Pretty much all I intend to do for this. I kind of guess that. Yep. So and if it's not. Something's gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you exactly. if you log log on to PlayStation Four, uh, log on to PSN like you know Wednesday morning, and, and if I'm not you, there, yeah, there's a problem. It's, it's all gone wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next topic. If if yeah, if next week's show starts with just a smashed model of the No Man's Sky ship <laughs> like right there, and I'm just staring at you, like yeah, yeah. buckle up. Yeah. It's going to be good. It'll be a good show anyway. Just finally us getting to talk about the final version of this game after us playing. I mean, we've talked about it on the show how many times. So I'm really excited for next week's episode. You guys should be too. So let's move on. So Matt, you may have heard there was this console launch this week. I think I heard about that uh, recently. Yes, I think you may have. Maybe about 15 minutes ago, but you're going to hear about it again. We talked about that for longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, I think you're right. We don't talk about anything for only 15 15 minutes. minutes. Yeah, Uh. it's just not the way we roll on Game Face. So, Xbox One S, out in the wild. Um, This isn't the first time Microsoft, or, or any other platform holder for that matter, has released a slimmer less power-consumptive iteration of a console. Um, For whatever reason, reports coming out today, the thing is sold out everywhere. Really? Yes. It is selling like freaking hotcakes. Would not have predicted that. I would not have either. To me, the Xbox One was dead in the water. I think to a lot of people, Xbox One was dead in the water. Nope. It is selling out pretty much everywhere. It's hard to find stock of it. 
Um, wow. Yeah, I am completely shocked by this. I mean, were that many people really holding out to buy an Xbox One, knowing this model was coming, apparently? I guess. I, I figured if you didn't have an Xbox One by now, you just weren't interested. Right. But no. Like, it's sold out, impossible to find. This guy on YouTube took it apart as soon as he got it and found a really cool, like, Master Chief Easter egg inside it. Like, one of the panels inside is stamped with a little chibi-looking Master Chief, <laughs> which is really cool. I mean, it shows that Microsoft is still has a, an acute attention to detail. Um, you can see when he tears this thing apart, it's very elegant. It looks like very well-designed hardware. I don't know if any of you guys have ever looked inside the launch Xbox One, but literally, there's the Master yeah. Chief stamp. Literally, inside the launch Xbox One is just a bunch of empty space. Like, it is literally just a shell with, like, nothing in it. They were not having that red, red ring no, that they happen really, again. I believe like, they call it overcompensation. Yeah. This one, nice, tight kit piece of hardware. I think it... I love the look of the, of the console. Looking inside it, it looks like it's very well engineered. Mm -hmm. But I am completely shocked that... It's selling as well as it. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. Now, Digital Foundry's done some testing on it. It actually does improve frame rates on pretty yeah. much every game, even wow. though Microsoft is still saying it will not go on record saying that it plays anything better. Digital, How much is it improving? Like ten percent. Wow. Yeah. So it's not completely pointless. I mean, it actually is showing a noticeable improvement with games. Just getting rid of that damn power brick. Yeah, that's nice. Hallelujah! I wish. I wish I could buy another one of those so I wouldn't have to haul that thing back and forth when I come to the office. But it's shocking to me, Matt, that this thing has done the kind of business that it has. I mean, it hasn't done the kind of business where all oh, Sony's all of a sudden wondering if it's going to win MPD next yeah. month. I mean, although it might, it might, uh... it actually might win the first month since October of last year. Wow. Well, that might make Sony a little more uh, optimistic about Neo. I think Sony's plenty optimistic about Neo. Sony put out its... Yeah, but uh, now there's just no doubt if this is going to work. Yeah, I mean, Sony put out its financials today, and the PlayStation 4 is completely carrying that entire company right yep. now. Every other division of its business is in the tank right now. That, so. I mean, that's not the first time that's been true. I mean, that was yeah. true in the PS1 era a couple times, era. PlayStation 2 era. It was the sole... I mean, that's why Kutaragi had a lot of... Uh, cloud at the time was because he was the savior of Sony. Like, I mean, yeah. their, their TV division has been losing money since they founded it. I mean, yeah. it's just, and you know, I think like the Vio stuff turned it around a little bit, but like uh, for the computing division, but oh, their like, TVs are doing terrible. TVs doing terrible. Uh, they're still searching for their tentpole film uh, franchise. Like, I did yeah. see in chat that somebody said that Sony Ericsson does not make phones anymore. No. Sony does not make phones. So yeah, that's a probably wise. Well. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's diversifying your business, and then they're spreading yourself too thin, and I feel like maybe that's what Sony's done a little bit in the past. So, Have they said how many units of this Xbox S shipped? No, they didn't say. But they're pretty much sold out everywhere, including in Europe, which hmm. is Sony land, so it's getting a little bump there as well. Do you see yourself buying one of these? No. Me either. If I buy another Xbox, it'll be the because Scorpio? Because mine breaks. No, it'll be the Scorpio <laughs> and... Is that even an Xbox One, though? I really I don't, don't feel like it is. I feel like that's another platform. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, we'll see what they name it in the final. I mean, to me, the name is it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter what they name it. When you change the hardware that drastically, it's impossible for me to still call that like Xbox One, mm. even if they name it 
Xbox One, two, or whatever the hell they call it. I don't. I have Xbox no idea. Dose. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to call it. Uh, same deal with uh, PlayStation Four and Neo. Like I have a feeling they're going to call it something different. I don't mm. think that they're going to stick to that nomenclature. So. I don't think they call. Like, I don't think they're going to call it PlayStation Five though. No, I don't either. I mean, they probably just call it PlayStation Neo. I don't know. I mean, Morpheus was the code name for VR, right. and they changed that. And they changed that. You're Although, right. to be fair, uh, Morpheus doesn't say what the thing is as well as VR. I mean, it's very straightforward. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you can kind of name a console something cool. Yeah, yeah, you're totally uh, right. So Neo isn't a bad. And Neo also gets across what it is. It's new. Yeah, it's, you know, it's very rare, if ever, my memory serves, that the code name for a console ended up being the final name of the console. I don't think Has so. Has that ever happened? No, well, Dolphin became GameCube. Doral became... Doral became... Uh, um, Xbox 360, right? No, that was no, Sega. Doral, Doral was, Doral was uh, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess Saturn. Was that its code name? I thought that was... Or was that or was that Uranus? Chat, help us out. All, everything was Planet. Chat can Google stuff. We can't... I always thought Sega should have called the successor to the Genesis the Exodus. <laughs> A, de- a departure from normal video game systems. Or a departure of all their customers away from their Yeah, platforms. that's what it turned out to be. But, uh, um, I love the name Dreamcast. I know a lot of people have made fun of Dreamcast. I actually think that's a great name for a console. I think it's silly, but at least really? it's memorable. I think it's great. I love it. I don't know if the swirl made a whole lot of sense, but... Yeah, I don't know. I like, I, I like the launch era uh, commercials they did. It's yeah. thinking. It's thinking. That's that, right. Yeah. Man, Sega gave it their best shot. They really did. But gave it all they had. You couldn't. You couldn't win anything back then, and probably not even today without EA. No, you're right. So yeah, that's a lesson that Nintendo's learning right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Revolution became the Wii. Um, who knows what the NX will be? Um, that might be the first. I think the, the DS. The DS is because the DS was the code name stood for developer system. Oh, you're right. And then they changed it, stood it to for dual something screen. else. Yeah, yeah but it, and then they decided the to stick with you're it. Right. That's the only call, example man. of that I can think of. Good call. You even beat the people in chat who have Google at their disposal. Good, <laughs> excellent work there. So, do you think this changes anything? Does this change anything with third-party publishers? Seeing this little bump in hardware sales for, I mean, it's not like they've been bailing on Xbox not yet. One. I mean, I mean. Not, I mean it's good news for Microsoft, um, but I think they're so far behind that like it's really just sort of like maybe parity is in sight one day at this point. I don't know. I, I don't I know think what the significance would be. Is really lucky. That at least the interest is still there. Yeah, yeah. I think Microsoft is really lucky that Xbox One is in this era and not another era mm. because the way consoles are built now, everything's a PC. It's very easy to port a game from one to the other. You may have to pull back a little bit on something to get the frame rate where you want it. But the architecture is all the same. Once they build something for PlayStation 4, getting that game ready for Xbox One doesn't cost a ton of money. Hardly any money at all, in fact. If we had, if it were last generation and PlayStation was dominating the way it is, and everyone was building games for the cell processor first... Microsoft would be in deep crap, and mm. it would have started losing third-party games already. Well, that was Sony's plan. Right. Uh, Just didn't work, work. didn't work out so well. Because developers couldn't get their head around the right. cell. So, well, originally they didn't even have like a GPU and stuff in that thing. You were, you were supposed to like, oh, you can just make the cell be the GPU. And right. the developers were like, we're not writing a, a, a graphics engine for the cell, for the processor, cell processor every yeah. time we want to make a damn game. Like, yeah. 
It was, um, you know, Sony was really trading on the idea that the PlayStation 2 was the only game in town, and the PlayStation 3 would continue that trend, and that didn't work out so well for them when they started asking developers to bend over backwards to make stuff for them. Right. Which is a lesson that you could have learned early, Nintendo, Yeah. but didn't. But if this were another generation, I feel like we'd already start seeing, and there is actually a little bit of it already, like, the most of the Japanese publishers have already kind of started pulling back a little bit on Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, most of Japanese developers don't even make games for Xbox One at all. Well, there's just no market over there for yeah. it, so why bother? There's really? not much of a market for it here right now. In either. comparison to Japan, there is. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's literally a non-entity over yeah. there. But, uh, you know, in another era, I think we would have already started seeing some of these third parties pulling back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you still get, like, the Battlefields and the Titanfalls, yeah. but some of the, maybe the sports games might start peeling off a little bit and may not be released for it. So Microsoft is in a fortunate position, uh, at the very least, that, you know, despite... That everybody sort of agreed on an architecture. I mean, despite getting more than doubled up at this point, I mean... What did they just announce? I think PlayStation 4 is at like 46 million or something like that. Right. 45, 46. It yeah. is slowing down, though. And I mean, it makes sense. You're, yeah, you're going to hit saturation. Every time point. somebody buys one, they don't need to buy it. So it makes sense that it's slowing <laughs> one down. One for each room. Go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eventually, people did do that with PlayStation 2s. Yeah, you're right, they did. Well, they, they got cheap. They got real cheap, yeah. yeah. I mean, they got to where they are like the $99. Slims were just like, yeah, sure, a DVD player for every room. Pretty much, it. yeah. Um, and so... I feel like they are in a very enviable or a lucky position in that their console... I mean, they're more than doubled up at this point. And yeah, if Play- they were going to stumble, this was the time to do it. Yeah, and uh, PlayStation 4 actually last quarter only sold 3.5 million consoles, which, look, Nintendo would kill for that, and so would Microsoft. <laughs> but compared to what it was doing before, that's a pretty drastic drop-off mm-hmm. for PlayStation 4. So it looks like they're going to settle in somewhere around two and a half times PlayStation 4 over mm-hmm. Xbox One. Well, we'll see what... Uh, I mean, I think the PlayStation 4 is going to be um, a monster this holiday season. Yeah. And I, I'll tell you this. Uh, I've already got some of my non-gaming you know, news-following friends asking me about the PlayStation VR. Yeah. Which, like, I don't even know how they... You know, how do they know? Just, just, you know, <laughs> just some reporting or something's finally happening. Because those aren't out in Best Buys yet. No, like, there's, there's nothing no like that. There's no anything. commercials. There's no, but, like, people are already like, oh, what's that PlayStation virtual reality thing going to be like? Are you getting that? Are you going to do that? I'm just like, yeah, I'll bring, you know, I'll bring it up for Christmas and you yeah. can try it. And, like, everybody's... You know, I got people coming over to try the Vive next, next week, too. I mean, everybody wants to try it. Everybody's yeah, yeah. interested. The interest is super at this, like, fever pitch, and it's just a matter of whether, A, people will be willing to spend the money on, you know, if they don't have a PlayStation 4, that's a big purchase. Uh, And if Sony can make enough headsets to satisfy demand, because the initial shipment's already sold out, so can they get another wave out, or two more waves out before Christmas in time for Black Friday and all that? That's going to be uh, part of it, too. But I think that is going to be... I think PlayStation VR is going to be, in terms of mainstream media coverage, like, the story. Oh, for sure. I mean, this will be the first Q4. Especially because it looks so cool. Like, yeah, well, like Q4 it, for it, Sony... It's got the, like, the glowing yellow, blue lights and everything. Like, you look yeah. like a Tron character, and yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it makes a good visual. Yeah, and I think Sony actually has, like, games for the base PlayStation 4 this holiday season for once. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually going to have a decent holiday lineup to further convince people to get the PlayStation 4. The messaging with the Neo still, to me, is a little funky. Yeah, like, you, like, the fact that we haven't seen anything about that, like, you think that's still this year? I'm starting to doubt. I highly doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the chances of that coming out this year now are probably 25% mm. max. Where but are you they never gonna, know. Where are they going to put that? I mean, look, they announced... Are they going to put that right up against the NX? Probably. <laughs> yeah. That's mean. I mean, look, they announced <laughs> the, the S... The Xbox One S 
at E3, and here we are two months later, less than two months later, mm-hmm. and it's it in stores and sold out. So there's still the chance. Yeah. That's why I put it at 25%. But... And they have acknowledged it's out. It's 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 real. So yeah, I mean, you definitely have to, you definitely don't have to do as much legwork as like Nintendo does, introducing a whole new system with a whole new concept. Yeah. Whereas it's like this is the PlayStation Four, but it's more powerful. Go. Yeah. You know, like I guess it's an easier concept. So maybe they maybe they show it at you know Gamescom or TGS, and they're not showing shit at Gamescom. Gamescom. <laughs> no one is. Microsoft isn't showing anything. Like. Bill Spencer isn't even going to games. So I guess we're just hoping for a big September then. Yeah. Yeah, well, September, obviously, we have hopefully the unveiling of NX, which segues nicely into our next topic. Hmm. So apparently, every story is broken in Europe now, Matt. Like, I don't know if European developers are just like, we don't give a toss and we're just going to talk to whoever we want about stuff. Like, I don't know why. They drink a lot more over there, I hear. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But so. This morning, last night, depending on how you look at it. The land of Cold War espionage. They know how to do it. (laughs) MCV, a European publication, came out and said that it has good sources who say that the NX will have a launch window that includes Zelda, which we already know about, obviously. But the big news was Mario and Pokemon, as well, will be coming... In the launch window, and then later I saw clarification of it. They said before September mm-hmm. of next year. So, allegedly, it's coming out in March. According to a Nintendo, anyway, it's coming out in March. So, five or, within the first five or six months of that console being on the market, we're going to get those three big hitters for it. So, let's start by, by answering the question of, do you think that's possible, and do you think that that's true? They're I mean, also saying their sources corroborated everything else that you're going to reported mm-hmm. about the system being a portable that docks and connects to your TV. I think it's possible and I think it's necessary. Yeah. I think if it if, I hope it's true cuz that's what they need to do. Yeah. Like you need to get the, you know those those three pillars are you know those are the, the heaviest heaviest of hitters, the hottest of fire. They are. Um for Nintendo's, you know, exclusive IP like you, you've got a Zelda um if you can deliver me a Mario game and a Pokemon game that live up to kind of the modern... Oh, we've actually finally made a modern version of this game the way Zelda's doing it. Um, yeah, I'll buy your system, no question. I mean, I was going to anyway, probably anyway, but like... And look, you have got to strike the Pokemon iron while it's hot here. with the po- I mean, already Niantic's starting to ruin it, but like Pokemon Go is still on fire to some degree, and, and you have to... You know, 3DSs are gone like for the they most part, like you, can't, out, you yeah. finding a 3DS right now is very hard. I finding, tracked one down for you though. You I did. One. <laughs> finding Pokemon XY and Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, or I said those are backwards. It's Alpha Ruby and Omega. I don't even Whatever. care anymore. <laughs> um, finding the 3DS Pokemon is pretty tough. Like, is you know, people have gone back to play the actual Pokemon games again, and if you can get them something that you know really delivers the Pokemon experience on the NX. As a follow-up to Sun Moon... I love Rowlet, by the way. Rowlet's great. <laughs> He's an awesome Pokemon. I love I him. was going to go with Litten, but uh, if those leaked uh, third evolutions are true, I don't need another... I just love the I way Owl's eyes blink. One. And plus, I'm a Temple Owl, so I've got to go with the Owl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't you just think that the Pokemon game's going to be Sun and Moon, though? I mean... That would be dumb. It's going to be, though. Don't you well, think Well, you know what I think it would be? I think it'll be, I think it'll be like Pokemon Platinum. 
Yeah. It'll be Sun and Moon, but it'll be different but in one game. Sort of a semi sequel kind of thing, you know? Like Platinum and Emerald, and, you know, they've, they've done that before where they release the two new ones for the generation, and then they do sort of a. Like a third that sort of incorporates elements of both. Yeah. I think that's what it'll be. It'll be well, Sun. Look, here's the thing Nintendo has known well, what Sun, it's doing Moon, all this time, right? And we didn't know. Right. We didn't know what Nintendo was doing. Nintendo knew what it was doing all this time. Right. So conceivably, while it was building Sun and Moon, it could have been making this other, mm-hmm. maybe higher resolution version for NX all the while. Or they could be doing a Sun Moon, uh, the way they did with uh, Sapphire and Ruby. It could be um, uh, Platinum right. or Diamond and Pearl, like redone like that. Yeah. You know, trade on the trade on the nostalgia, which I don't think would be as exciting or as invigorating as like a new one as part of the Sun Moon situation, yeah. but, like, whatever. Look, get a mainline Pokemon game on that damn thing. Like, what I do you think it. the chances are of it being, like, a brand new, like, Pokemon game? Low, but not impossible. Yeah, um, I'd give it about a 5% chance. Yeah, but, you know, they have been doing the thing in the last couple generations where they released two. You know, the yeah. last few generations, yeah. you know, they've had, um, you know, there was, it was uh, Heart Gold and Soul Sapphire were remakes alongside... Uh, um, whatever the hell was before I mean, that, uh, and yeah. then like you know you had the black and white, and then black two and white two, and then now you had uh, the four. You know it's been four per generation, and you know taking and so I, I don't know. Like they might have planned this all the way out in advance, and if the, if it's there, it's there. But I'm I mean, still Nintendo guessing. Nintendo does I'm still have guessing a it's lot a, of teams that have been sitting around doing yeah. nothing for like two years. If now. I had to bet money, I would say it's like a Pokemon Platinum thing. Yeah, it's a it's a expansion, That's my guess too. expansion slash. Uh, you know, continuation of Sun and Moon. I have no idea what you'd call that. Pokemon Galaxy? Yeah, well, that segues nicely into Mario. <laughs> which I did not realize until this news broke. I went back and looked. I totally had forgotten that Super Mario 3D World came out three years ago, Matt. It's three years old. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for a new 3D Mario game already for three years. I think that's a done deal. Yeah. Done deal. Like, Super Mario Galaxy 3, woohoo! Sign me up, dude. I would freak out if there was a new Mario Galaxy available at or around launch. Really? I think it's going to be a different, a new thing. I don't want a new thing. Neither do I. I would rather have Galaxy 3, but I think that is way too optimistic. I like Super Mario 3D World, but I didn't like it anywhere near as much as I don't think they're going to call anything in the launch window of this uh, with a number. With the hmm. possible exception of Pikmin Four, or just call it Mario and X or whatever. Yeah, like what? I, but you know, I, I would hope it would incorporate some stuff from Galaxy or like yeah, kind of you know more Galaxy than more Galaxy than Sunshine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I would like it to be Galaxy Three. I think it'll be something different. I just hope they. It's what the fans are asking for. I just hope they get away from kind of the new Super Mario Brothers like aesthetic. Dude, that would be. Oh, I can't even believe you brought that up, Matt. Ah, uh, don't even put it out there that it could be a 2D side-scrolling Mario game. It's probably Mario Maker NX. You no! Know that. You don't know even that. say that. Uh, you know that's what you're it is. You're raining all over your poor is of water on my parade. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to think. I hadn't even thought about that. Because as soon as I saw how long it had been since the last 3D Mario, I was like, oh, it's done. It's set in stone. That's got to be what it is. Like, it makes too much sense. I hope so, but like... They just I, put out Mario Maker. I think... I, think I mean, it, look, I think they Mario, will I mean, put look, out Mario Maker for Nintendo NX. Nintendo loves their technicalities and, and a Mario Maker NX version... I know. And a Sun Moon expansion or port 
technically means there's an NX Mario I in Pokemon I can hear Reggie game. explaining it away already. Because that's what he does. How can you be disappointed? We you have got a Mario a, game. Animal Crossing. <laughs> you remember that with Keely? Uh, that yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. like, where are the games? And he's like, we've got Animal Crossing. And Keely's like, Reggie. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Oh, man. Yeah, get old Reggie. <laughs> I see people saying, hey, Mario Maker's great. It is. I just it played is. it, though. I don't... I. Do you really? Yeah, but it was on the Wii U. Not a lot of people played yeah, would that. You it's new to you. Uh, would you, anybody, would you prefer playing Mario Maker over a 3D Mario game? Oh, no. I'd take a 3D Mario game any day. Anybody in the chat? No. But way. I'm just saying it makes a lot more sense to load that launch window yeah. with something that's already basically made. We also have Pikmin 4, which yeah. Miyamoto's already said is pretty much done. I think that'll be in there, too. So imagine if you get all four of those games in the first five or six months... Is that still enough, Matt, to make it a success? I don't know what else you need to do. Because Nintendo, wasn't it the GameCube where they had pretty much all their first party games out in the first like year and a half? Uh, not Zelda, but they had everything else for the most part. Well, wait, what was it? When was Mario Sunshine? That was 2002? Yeah. Mm, yeah. In June 2002? Yeah, they got, a, they got all the, the, the big... And then the... Wind Waker was 03. Yep. And that, was, and that was also early summer. Was yeah. it 03? Wind I Waker? I thought it was. I saw it first in 2001. It's Space I thought World. that was early, like Marchish 2003, wasn't that? Yeah, I think you're right. Early 2003. Yeah. Yeah. So they got the heavy hitters for the GameCube out early. Pretty fast. Like a couple we of years. see how that ended up. Yeah. 20 million console sales. Well, maybe which this, they kill for right now. Maybe, with the if Wii this, U. maybe if this thing doesn't look like a lunchbox. I still don't know if that's enough. Maybe not. They need third parties. They really do. They really do. It was so funny, too, because, you know, all this news broke about the NX. And, uh, you know, obviously we asked for questions for Pactor Factor. And everyone's excited to get his take on the NX. And basically he just said the same thing. And, like, one thing that he said, like, I edited it out because, like, the second question, it was a different question about NX, but he basically, when he read the question, was like, I just answered this. And Uh I'm thinking, no, you didn't. Yeah. But then I realized why he said that, because his same answer to everything about the NX is, if there's no third-party support, nothing else matters. Yeah. And he's absolutely right. He is absolutely right. If there's no third-party support for the NX, everything else doesn't matter, other than how happy people will be for the first year they own the platform. Right. Everything else is pretty much irrelevant. And you've got another Nint- Nintendo-only platform. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's enough. I mean, I think... Those games will it's get... A nice, it would be a nice gesture. Yeah, and I think it will get the same 13 million people mm-hmm. who bought the Wii U so far to probably buy yeah. the NX. To get the fans... It would keep the fans happy, for sure. But, but beyond that, I don't know. I like... Don't know. I mean, it, de- it also kind of depends, like, is... Uh, you know, has Pokemon Go grown the Pokemon potential audience to the point that they would purchase a console for it? I don't know. I mean... I mean, we'll find out. I mean, no matter what, NX is going to have more software for it, first party-wise, than any Nintendo platform in the last, maybe forever. Because mm-hmm. when was the last time Nintendo only had to concentrate on one platform? The NES? No. no never. The, the Game Boy came out but before the end of the NES. Yeah. yeah. So never. It has never been in a place where all its development resources could go to one platform. So we do know that the NX is going to have way more software than probably any system since probably the Super Nintendo. Although mm-hmm. their first-party outputs actually remain pretty steady throughout the generations. Yeah, they seem to put out about 50 games per 
50 system. to 80, yeah. somewhere around there, by the time it's done and sent out to pasture. So we know it's going to have solid first-party support, which is great, but we know where that gets Nintendo at this point. Right. We know what its core, core audience is. There may it's be just a, like it's like Pactor said. There may be a couple million people who have lapsed from Nintendo that might come mm-hmm. back, but but it's like Pactor said. If it, if you can play FIFA or whatever, you know, if it's sim- if it's simple, a matter of a million or a couple million dollars to get a port onto their architecture and release it that way, it'll be it'll be big. Yeah. And if it, if it, if it's not, then it won't. I mean, the other angle you got to wonder about too. It won't bomb, but it'll just be another Wii U, maybe a little better. Yeah. And the other angle too is mobile. You know. Hmm. It's probably going to be a port dump for mobile gaming, you'd think, right? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if you see stuff like Fallout, like mm. the and the Elder Scrolls card battle game, like. Well, like it's the other thing about it is, um, it might be a if they do it like that, if it becomes kind of a mobile <laughs> a mobile option. There's a lot. I know a lot of parents of younger kids who are starting to age into that bracket where they want to play these more online-enabled games, but the parents aren't comfortable letting them run wild online yet. Right. If you can, if Nintendo can create sort of an environment, kind of an environment where those games can be played in an, in an environment that the parents feel safe with, you know, like how they've been super, you know, basically regressive about how you could deal with the online situation, you know, with the friend codes and all that stuff, which the stuff that has annoyed us for years and years. If they can find a way to turn that into a way to play stuff like, you know, whatever, Clash of Clans or whatever, the big name mobile stuff in a place that parents feel comfortable letting their kids online with, that could be a big deal. Yeah. I don't know if they're that forward thinking in that regard, or if they would even be interested in having those games on their platform. But that would be a direction I would think they could take it, depending on how the NX works. Yeah. But, I mean, getting back to sort of the topic at hand, I mean, I'll be excited as I'll get out if I get all those games in the first few months. I mean, let's be honest, Zelda's probably going to take us... I mean, I'll have to probably rush through it for review, but for most people, Zelda's probably going to take them at least a couple weeks to play, even if they're playing it hardcore. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to take a solid month of a normal person's time, Probably, I think. yeah. Yeah, you're right, yeah. <laughs> At least, yeah. <laughs> I don't know any of those people, no, so I, I really know. wouldn't know. I <laughs> they're, like, uh, they're like aliens to me. But, yeah, so people are going to get a lot of mileage out of Zelda. Imagine if, you know, a month after Zelda, after launch, the new Mario comes out. And mm. the new Mario will take the average person another month. And then you roll out whatever the Pokemon game is. And then a month after that, you roll out the new Pikmin. I mean, that's a pretty good launch window. That's a pretty, and hopefully that's somewhere a, that's in there... That's a pretty there, big drop-off on the fourth release. There. It is. That's <laughs> <laughs> Pikmin. It's Pikmin. It sells around a million copies every release. It's something. It's something to do. I mean, we got to think about it. Like, most Nintendo consoles, after the first month after launch, you're like, now what? Like, well? Yeah, I mean, that's usually how it works. So, already... It's shaping up to be much better than certainly the Wii U's launch, yeah. without a doubt. I mean, what was the big launch game for the Wii U? Exactly. Nintendo Land. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what a joke that was. So, I think it's all good news what we're hearing about Nintendo. I think the unifying to one platform is the best thing it could have done. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about that, I think it was last week, a yeah. little bit. Um you know, to have these big properties coming out right out of the gate, especially as we mentioned earlier, it could be going head-to-head against the Neo, which would be really, really tough position to be in. But it sounds like Nintendo's cards are lining up pretty good here. 
Um, they should be, since that's what they started with. And since they haven't really done squat with the Wii U for the last year and a half or two mm-hmm. years. So it sounds like all their plans, they realized the Wii U was dying probably far before anybody else did and started shifting resources in the right direction. And it looks like it could pay off at least for Nintendo fans who got burned by the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're guaranteed to have at least a good launch window with the NX, but uh, we'll see. So if they got something after that. Yeah. That's the problem. I mean, what does come after that? Metroid? Christmas. Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. Yep. And after they're done with those... How about another Zelda? Yeah, or how about some new IP <laughs> from Nintendo? Wouldn't that be nice? I'd rather have another Zelda yeah. and not have to wait till the next system again. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about, how about another Majora's Mask equivalent sort of thing? Yeah, Just take what you've made and build out something different from it. You know, like, like what happened to that? Well, now they could actually make the promises of the uh, 64DD come yeah. to fruition. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe, and you know, if, if it is the Super Mario Maker NX port in there, I'm, I would guess that an actual 3D one, like you said, it's been three years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that one's not too far down the road Yeah. after that. It better not be Mario Maker. I'll be so pissed. I'm pretty sure it's Mario it better Maker. better not be. All right. So it's time to move on to our trailer of the week. Lots of good trailers this week, Matt, actually. Um, mm-hmm. we, I had another one picked. So there was this game that one guy made that was absolutely mind-boggling. Did you see that? What? The I can't remember the name of it. It was a, It literally looked like Final Fantasy. <laughs> Good work, Fantasy. trailer. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really weird name. It sounds like a like a Japanese game, actually. But it was one guy in China made this game. It literally, I'm not even exaggerating, looks as good or better than Final Fantasy 15. He said when he saw Final Fantasy 15, it inspired him to start making a game. He made it all himself, himself in Unreal, using mostly assets that were already in there. But still, hmm. it looks amazing. So that was... Up until today, it was going to be the trailer of the week. But then QuakeCon happened today, and that was all thrown out the window. The other problem, too, is the other trailer was like five minutes long. So, today, we got the first ever look at gameplay for the new rework of Prey 2. They're calling it Prey 2017 right now. They don't have the final name of it. Um, Just yesterday, Bethesda had put out a video where the developers went and basically dug into the trailer they showed at E3 and started talking about all these elements. It's like a Metroidvania game. Mm. That's what the the new Prey game is. So, we finally get a look at the first gameplay for Prey. I think they're calling it debut gameplay trailer. Mm. Real real creative there, Bethesda. (laughs) But here it is. Let's have a look and get those questions in. This is Morgan. The year is 2034. I keep having this dream. I'm just staring into the black between the stars. There's something there. I know there is. I can't see it, but it sees me. It sees everything. You know what I'm talking about. Or you will soon. This is Morgan. The year is 2035. Please listen. This isn't a dream. It's a nightmare. There's no room for uncertainty. There's no room for doubt. And know this. There's more at stake than just Talos 1. 
if what happened here, if even one breaks containment, we're all lost. To make this right, someone has to die. So, Matt, I'm starting to think that the new Prey might actually end up being significantly better than the Prey 2 that I saw. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I mean, the Prey 2 that I saw was a little schlocky, I mm-hmm. guess is a good way to put it. Like, a little tongue-in-cheek. Like, this looks deathly serious. And uh, I like the the idea that it's designed like a Metroid game. It's not like Nintendo's going to give us a 3D Metroid game. No. So, <laughs> I'll take what I can get at this point. Uh, let's see. Do we have any questions? So the game, I saw somebody mention the name of the game, but they're also saying it was just a part of the guy's portfolio and it's not actually... Lost Soul Aside? That's it. Lost Soul Aside. Hmm. Yeah. You see now why I couldn't remember what the name of it was? Well, yeah, because it it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, uh, Let's see. Do we have any questions? Did anyone ask a question? A few. Um... Unfashionable asks, what franchise would you like Telltale to cover in a new game series? Hmm. That's a good question. I think I know what you're going to pick. What? Star Wars. No. No. Uh, I was going to say, and I know um, they would probably never do this, uh, but I would like to see Telltale tackle an X-Men game. That would be great. That'd be good. As long as we're, long as we're doing comic books with yeah. Telltale, I would like to see them do X-Men. Uh, but that would not happen, A, because I don't think Marvel licenses stuff out that way right now, and B, uh, we're not allowed to talk about the X-Men because they're not... The, the movie license it belongs to Fox. Yeah. But I, I have wanted a really good X-Men game forever, and I would like... I, I think Telltale would maybe do something cool with it. Well, I picked Star Wars. I can't believe you didn't pick it. <laughs> I think Star Wars would be freaking amazing. I think it would also sell like crazy. True. I mean, that one's just sitting there. I don't know if you guys have watched the uh, series on Netflix, Stranger Things. Have you watched that? About half of it. Love it. Love it. I watched the whole thing in like one day. Do you know they pitched that to 15 or 20 different networks and they all turned it down? I'm sure. Yep. I like watching it and thinking about like who would have played the roles in the original if it was actually made in the 80s. In the 80s, 80s, yeah. It's like, oh, that's that's Corey Feldman. That's River Phoenix. (laughs) I love that. I love everything about it. They're saying they're doing another season of it. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that, but with the same characters and everything. But yeah, we'll see. It's, it's more about the out. setting than the character. I wouldn't mind if they branched out a little more. Yeah. And they are very influenced by Stephen King, and Stephen King oh, is yeah. not afraid to have the same or Spielberg vague location. And I mean, the Stranger Things title is the, literally the, the font Stephen King's name used to be written in yeah. the old paperbacks. Uh-huh. And, there are uh, nods all oh, yeah. over that show back to eating. Well, then like my, my girlfriend was like, show me a picture of like the the chapter headings from it, and they're like, what is? She's like, what is this text? Like, why do I know this? Text? And finally, we figured it out uh, because it's the it's the font that they use for the titles of the old Choose Your Own Adventure books. Wow, that's that's what was familiar about it. Yeah, there's lots of meta in that show. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I literally binge watched the whole thing in yeah. like one day. Also, if you haven't ever read it, don't watch the movies. But if you've ever haven't read it, uh, read Dean Koontz's Watchers. Which oh, I've read that already. Yeah, I think yeah. I think they take a lot from that in the early part of Stranger Things as yeah. well. I enjoyed that show a lot. If you guys haven't watched it yet, check it out. It's even worth just getting like your free month of Netflix and uh, just watching it for 
during your free trial. Uh, here's one from Vin Hill. What's up, Vin? Uh, most anticipated games of this year. That's a shame because Matt is coming. Matt's is coming out next week. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Let's see. I don't know. Honestly, like, I'm starting to lean pretty heavy on, like, Deus Ex. Yeah, Deus Ex is up there. So many games are starting to get pushed into next year that, like, they're all falling away, yeah. and I Deus Ex is starting to bubble up. I mean, honestly, once No Man's Sky is out, my, like, the next, you know, the next mile marker for me is going to be Horizon Zero Dawn, but that's February. That's a ways away. Um, so if you're talking just this year... I mean, I don't know. The Last Guardian's up there, too. But I have a feeling I'm not going to end up liking The Last Guardian. Yeah, I'm more afraid of that game than anything yeah. else. Um, you know what I'm really interested in? I, I'm really excited to play Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Me too. I'm excited like, for that game. I, which is weird. It is weird. But yeah. like everything I've seen in that game, I'm just like, man, I want to see more of that world. Like the, yeah. or like the universe there at the time. Like, everything looks so freaking cool. Well, all the shooters coming out at the end of the year all look intriguing to yeah. me. I mean, Titanfall 2 looks awesome. I'm excited for that. Battlefield 1. I mean, I know the campaign's probably going to suck because all Battlefield campaigns suck. Mm. But I'm kind of excited for a little more up close and personal. No, and I, I kind of, I guess, uh, if that if that X-wing VR thing is thing for Battlefront pops up this year, I'm, I got my eye on that one. Oh, and Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm honestly excited for a PlayStation VR probably more than anything. Yeah, I'm very interested to it. see what because I feel like Sony's, you know, having a Vive is a lot of fun stuff, but a lot of it is sort of like there's a lot of these things are struggling to be actual games. Right. And I yeah. feel like Sony's going to nail Dude, the that. launch lineup for PlayStation VR is massive. Yeah. Like, you're going to have so much to pick from. And it's, it's all new technology. So if there's one product I'm most excited mm-hmm. or anticipating, it's PlayStation VR. If it's a game, I, you know, again, I think it is Deus Ex. Yeah, Deus Ex is, it definitely has my attention. Uh, in it the, might, in it's the, like this month, though. So maybe that doesn't count. Yeah. It's still the rest of the year. But I, I always, whenever people ask that question, I always assume it's like the big, like, Q4 period oh, of the year. I'm, I'm kind of excited about Pokemon Sun and Moon. Are you? Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon just to pass yeah, the yeah. time between, you know, Pokemon Go and waiting for No Man's Sky. And, uh, like, I, play, I played through White and I really, really liked it. Like, way more. I just was playing White to kind of, like. Look, I can still play it. I stay I, away from Pokemon games now White because was really I know cool. what happens to me, dude. I get totally sucked into them and they just yeah. take away like a month of my. I can't do it. White just, was really white. The bad guys in White were Peta. I totally didn't. know. It was like Team Rocket crossed yeah. with Peta, and uh-huh. they were like, "I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna beat the shit out of these." Oh, you people. just now played that? Yeah, I never played. Oh, you're playing White. Ah, oh, yeah. I totally forgot. Yeah, that that there's that whole like. Weird political thing going yeah. on in that. Like, it was really cool. That, like, like, hey, they actually addressed the whole, like, aren't Pokemon kind of, like, slaves? Or, no, I reviewed that or, for like, cockfighting or something? Yeah. Like, no, was, if you read my review on Game Trailers, you probably can't find it anymore. You may be able to find it on YouTube. My whole review talks about that. About how it may, tries to make you, like, feel guilty, and it makes you mm. question, like, the whole, like, are you torturing the Pokemon by putting them <laughs> in the Pokeballs? I was just like... A no, Pokemon game should they're not all happy be doing in, this. They're all happy in their little balls in the box in the PC where I'm never going to look at them again. That's <laughs> yeah, what they're for. No, I, yeah. yeah, actually, now I'm interested to go back and try to find that review. But I totally talked about that the whole time, about <laughs> how it made me feel guilty. Like, we're playing Pokemon, and it should never be that way. So, that's pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Anything get mentioned about achievements? Ask Brent. Hmm. <laughs> uh they should be done any day now. I know I said that last week. I reached out to Brent about it. Brent is actually... Here's something I should mention. 
Brent is actually moving back to Los Angeles. We are going to wel Ooh. welcome our brother back to the city of Angels. He will be here by the end of this month. Um, and he's moving from North Carolina. So right now he's packing up like all his stuff. He's trying to sell his house to move back out here. Uh, so the bad news is achievements may get caught in limbo there. The good news is, is that Brent will be local and you'll start seeing him on shows, on Sifted, and he'll be doing a lot more stuff with us. So good news ultimately all around. I do not know when the achievements are going to launch. Hmm. Vin's finished all his stuff. I finished all my stuff. We're just waiting on Brent to finally get everything implemented. Maybe you hit him up on the site at Brent and uh, he'll fill you in. But yeah, so that's where those are sitting. Um, let's see. Uh, Zero Kaiser. Do you think Sony will copy Nintendo and release a portable PS4? Was there a relation between Neo and, N and NX? It's weird there are no news about Neo. No. I think they learned their lesson on the Vita. I don't know. Like, now, no. There's no way they'll do it now, because PlayStation 4 is still a viable platform, but the world's changing. Like, who would have... Let's, let's think about this, Matt. Back when the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One were announced, who would have ever thought what's happening now would, have, would be happening? That we'd be getting, getting these iterative hardware upgrades that Nintendo would be creating a portable that docks to a television and would basically be out of the console business. Like, this industry changes so quickly. Like, what happens mm -hmm. if NX takes off? And Sony's ready for PlayStation 5 or whatever. And they've reached the law of diminishing returns. Maybe Neo doesn't do as well as they hoped. Or maybe Neo is the console for the next five years or whatever. And Sony's looking to diversify a little bit. PlayStation's as big as business right now. I mean, I don't think it's that far-fetched. Do I think mm -hmm. it's going to happen? Probably not, but I, I think I don't think Sony is going to start going to chase Nintendo's success anymore. I well, think, Nintendo needs to, to attain a success first, right? But <laughs> even if the NX did take off, I think that's you're basically looking at a different market from, yeah. the, from, the, from the the big boys consoles uh, because the last time Sony tried to do that, they ended up with the Move, and now they're just finding a way to use <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> in a way that maybe doesn't give make them take a complete bath on it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't see Sony doing that. Unless, unless there's a paradigm shift like you wouldn't believe for, for the idea of having to be able to take something on the road with you. But again, like they tried that with the Vita and nobody cared. Um, Nintendo's probably doing the smart thing by making it like once if you buy the system, you already have the thing you take on the road with you. Yeah. Um, you know, so maybe, you know, maybe I guess PlayStation 5 can incorporate something like that with some new update to the DualShock, but like they only got the DualShock up to the point where I don't hate it this generation. <laughs> I love so the DualShock I prefer, I prefer they don't. I love it until it lets me down after a year. Um, it, the, the construction quality is lacking. Suspect, yeah. But uh, the controller itself is great. Uh, as someone who hated the first three DualShocks. Yeah, I didn't like them either. Um, this one's great, but like they just got it right. Let's not, don't start trying to add screens or right, something right. to um, I, I, I just I feel like they feel they got burned on the on the Vita, and I don't, oh, they definitely did. I don't think they they want to dive into that anytime soon. Um, here's one from it. I believe it's OST Columbia, or maybe it's Ost Columbia. Uh, when do you think we'll hear an announcement for the next Red Dead by the end of the year? So funny you should mention that. Just today, as I mentioned earlier, 2K put out its financial report, and in that report, by the way, its report was all pretty much. 
Battleborn tanked, hmm. and our butts were saved by NBA 2K and Grand Theft Auto 5. And at the end, they added, and new Rockstar announcements coming very soon. So I would say, yes, by the end of the year, we should hear maybe about a new Red Dead, but definitely about new Rockstar games. Mm. So, And they said, plural, games. So I would say, yes, by the end of the year, I think we'll hear something. <sighs> Swanson asks, what did you think of Pactor's Xbox One controller choice? Color choice. <laughs> There's a reason Pact doesn't work in creative, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Nobody will steal it. He was like, it's so funny, we're sitting there shooting, and he's like, well, maybe we'll give it away for like a subscriber drive, and I was like, I don't know how that's going to work well, out. you want to drive him away. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love Pac. He really is just an awesome guy. Like, and it, you know, it's just I've gone. Like, to I, I just picture like the worker had to put that together, just being like, "What okay. was this guy thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> I love Pactor, and I love his family too. Like, now that we've shot at his Somebody house, somebody update the site for the colorblind. What are you guys doing? Come on, look, look at what happened. <laughs> now that we've shot at his house so many times, like I know his family. Like his wife knows me, and his kids know me, and everything. And like I just love everything about him and the Pactors. But, oh my god, that controller is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, man. He told me about it before he showed up, and I was like, oh, that sounds okay. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, like, holy cow, yeah. <laughs> I know he didn't put his name on it, but I think he just should have That's put... why! He, he looked so bad. No, I think she should have put, uh, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked that question? Swanson. Nice job, Swanson. Yeah, you're not... <laughs> uh, and later, like Eric Estrada asks, "What color is it?" And he just says, "Awful." All of them. No, all of them. <laughs> Awful color. I think it's the, it's the purple analog sticks that really put me over the edge on it. I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, no, oh, no. Dude, the they purple. shouldn't even allow purple analog sticks. They're like Microsoft should just get rid of them. Like they shouldn't even allow people to use them. Mm. That was hilarious. Yeah, that, I mean." I couldn't imagine creating a worse color combination than what he did, but I'm sure someone will try. Uh, let's see. Dragon Slayer 91. Matt, are you going to get No Man's Sky for PS4 or PC? If PC, did you get the collector's edition? Well, I already said that earlier, but I have both PlayStation 4 and PC pre-ordered, and the PC version I have ordered is the collector's edition from I Am 8-Bit. So you got pretty much everything. Everything that everything. they're selling. Does it buying. say No Man's Sky on it? I'm, I'm getting it. <laughs> and I'm fingers crossed that it's not bad. Eric Estrada saying Agent. It's possible. They Rockstar and 2K still have not said that Agent is canceled. So <laughs> anything's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, what do you, here's for W Matthew. What do you think of Overwatch reaching 50 million players and being number one play game in Korea? Not surprised. No. It's cool. a great game. Like congratulations. Blizzard. I still like. Thanks. There's still yeah. times where I'm sitting like working. And I'm like, man, I'd really like to play some Overwatch. Like, seriously, like, you know, I'll be, we'll, we'll curate a trailer for it or whatever to sift it. And I'm like, man, I want to go play that. Like, when all that stuff came out for the Olympics, I was like, I want to go play this right now. I can't. Like, I have all this other stuff I've got to do. So I totally understand it. It is a great game. It's an amazing game. The characters have a draw to them that a lot of game. there's mm -hmm. just something about it. Like, it's just got that special sauce to it. It's that got that Blizzard magic. It really does. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, and that's why Blizzard is what Blizzard is. Yeah. So, it doesn't surprise me. Korea surprises me a little bit. 
because first-person shooters are have not traditionally been huge there. Um, they're traditionally like RTS, MOBA is real big there, but it's the characters, man. It's mm-hmm. just it draws you in, and that's why Korean people. Korean players really like MOBAs as well. At least the MOBAs that have great character development. So I think that's why you're seeing them gravitate towards Overwatch. Uh, let's see. Kidaz, did you ask a question that we missed? You know, is, is the Neo still coming out this year? And if not, what does the marketing for two console launches in Q1 even look like? Has that happened before? Not in Q1. We've seen consoles come out in the same quarter. Yeah, but not in Q1. Not that I remember anyway. No. Um, the only Q1 console launch I can think of is the Saturn, and that was horrible. Well, that wasn't Q1, that was Q2. That was uh, yeah. Q1 or something. Yeah, I don't remember another console or handheld releasing in Q1. And Nintendo may not make Q1 either, by the way. No. I mean, it's March. That's the very fringe of Q1. If they even push it one month, they're in a Q2. Yeah. So. I mean, it does put you out of the financial year, which you probably don't want to do. Right. Just in the sense of having to explain to your investors what's about Which to happen. Which is exactly why they named March. Um, because right. they knew it was the last month in the financial year to be able to get those numbers in for their stockholders. Yeah. They're probably not worried about that too much now, though. Stock is still up. Like, it's still up, but it's almost also, double. It's also not done coming down. Yeah. So. Yeah, do not... I packed, said this on Pact or Pact. Do not buy Nintendo stock no, right now. No, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't try to jump on the Pokemon Go train. That train already went choo-choo right out what of the What will be interesting to see is if it gets a bump when Pokemon Sun Moon comes out. Yeah. Yeah, I would stay away from Nintendo stock right now. Oh, wait, what was the rest of his question? He has something else. What is like, what's it like to market yeah, two in one... Do? You just act like the other one doesn't exist. Pretty much. I think that the messaging for each one is going to be so different. Like, so different. We saw the, the, you know, the GameCube and the, um, the GameCube and the, and the original Xbox launched in the same quarter. Yeah, right against, up against each other and the Wii and PlayStation 3 and... It's happened a bunch. Sony knows how, you know, Sony knows how to do that. You just pretend the other one is not a factor. Well, I mean, there's two different strategies here. Sony's preaching to the converted. Right. And Nintendo has to try to convert. So yeah. there's two completely different tactics there. Nintendo yeah. has to convince people to give it another chance, in all honesty. And it, going back to what I said last week about how I believe they should push it as the handheld that connects to the TV mm-hmm. and not the console that you can take with you. I think that's right. how Nintendo will differentiate itself. Yeah, Nintendo has a narrative they have to put. Whereas Sony's just like, hey, that thing that's been awesome for years? That you really like? More awesome now. <laughs> it's like, Pretty it's, much, it's, yeah. Pretty, they pretty back, simple. They should bring back Kevin Butler to do that commercial. Oh, perfect for good it. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> That'll never happen again. Kevin Butler should team up with that Can You Hear Me Now guy and just like form like the traders of, <laughs> of, the traders of tech marketing. <laughs> That guy's gone now too. I haven't seen the "Can You Hear Me Now" guy in like years. No, he just he just saw, he's been doing uh, commercials for um, Sprint now. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's doing the whole. He's like he's like, I can hear me now. I kind of like they're like playing with it. Wow, like, they're, they're, like, that's the whole. That's pretty thing. dirty. His non-compete clause must have run out. That was the whole reason. Let's see, Vin Hill TGS Neo announcement October release. That would surprise me. We'll see, though. Stranger, happen. stranger things have happened. So I think that's it for the questions. I think that's we got through most of them, if not all of them. So thanks once again to everybody. I know Vin is in Japan. At least I think he's in Japan. God knows what time it is there right yeah. now. He's probably just getting to work or something crazy. 
Thanks to all the people in Europe for hanging out as well. It was like 1.30 there, 1 p.m., 1.30 p.m. Oh, yeah. I guess it's like around, it's what, 10 hours ahead, I guess. Or 12 hours ahead, Japan. Uh, it's like nine hours behind, but tomorrow. Right. <laughs> That's Which odd. means whatever. <laughs> Which means my brain, my brain yeah, just broke. But, uh, yeah, thanks to all the people in Europe as well. I know, it's, I know what time it is there. It's really freaking late. So any of you guys who stuck around there, I appreciate it. Also... Thanks to some of the new people in the stream. I definitely saw some new folks in there I haven't seen before. One in particular we noticed was being a total jerk. You guys did the total right thing, though. We just ignored him. Funny how trolls just go away when they don't get what they want, which is attention. So good job on that. Also saw some new people. Actually answered some questions from some new, some new people in the stream this week. So welcome. Hope you, hopefully you'll follow us and you'll come back next week. Next week's show is going to be awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. We may just have to dedicate like an hour to No Man's Sky. We'll see how it goes. We shall see. Depending on how much we get to play. But uh, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, achievements hopefully coming online very soon. Also, some of the people noticed in the first episode of Geif that there's a little clip there from a warehouse. And that was, in fact, where we're getting our t-shirts made. And uh, I get the full Monty, the whole load of t-shirts, on Tuesday. So... Trying to figure out whether I should show No Man's the- Sky and all men's shirts. Yeah. <laughs> Half off. I'm trying to figure out whether I should show the t-shirts off before the store is done. Or make it a surprise. I, I think you tease them enough. Yeah? Wait until it's ready. Wait until it's ready. Leave it in the comments. Yeah, now, from the, At this point, you should start showing a picture of an achievement every week. <laughs> until You're probably right, actually. That's probably a good some idea. Art. Just a, don't say what it is. Just show the art and say, can you guess what this is? Well, maybe in post-production, we'll slide in a couple of Vin Hill's achievements, just so you guys can get a little taste for them. But anyway, t-shirts are pretty much done, and that is where that little clip of video came from. I was at the place where the t-shirts are being made, so a couple people picked up on that. But anyway, new episode, new episode of Geif tomorrow as well. You'll get Game Face if you didn't watch the live stream and a new episode of Geif as well to send you guys off into your weekend. So, everyone have an excellent night, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be. Game Face is up and out.